You'll think you're ten feet tall Run like you're bulletproof And total a car or two Boy, you're gonna hate this Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff Very, very different podcast And uh, obviously for a number of reasons First of all, it's our first Patreon podcast yeah. that we've had I mean, fuck kind of crazy when we're sitting there saying this is the date november 6th that we're going to end up doing our first patreon podcast yet it might be the one that people are most interested in i hold, i don't even know dave you know it's so weird it's like hearing that song again i'm like fuck uh it's it's taped on a tuesday night and a week ago tonight life changed yeah. life changed dramatically uh for for everybody man and so uh, I'm going to Toronto on Thursday. I didn't want you to carry that kind of the burden until. Uh, no, I needed to start the healing process. Right, right. Until we get back. So, so walk it through. Walk it through, and let's let's tell okay, the story. I'm going to do, do the best I can to uh, to go through this. I'm not going to exactly go through it the way I did at uh, at the celebration of life on on Sunday that we had, and, and so many people came out. One thing I'm going to say as before we even start the show. There's so many great people, and I know I'm going to forget people's names, so if your name's not mentioned in the podcast, I don't have anything written down. Um, you know what I was thinking? Yeah. I knew you were going to do that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Yeah. but I'm going to make it really, really easy on you. I thought about this driving down. Good. If you're going to mention names, mention the names of the really, really hot girls, because they're the ones that come to mind for me front and center. <laughs> there were a lot of them. There were I know. But, but there were a lot of them. Mention them. Yep, there were some. There were some amazing names, amazing people. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll try and cover this the best we can without boring you. Okay, and I know yeah. it, when I say boring is it's never going to be boring to me because it's the most traumatic thing to ever happen to me, and, and I can't imagine anything worse. But I will. Um, I will. I will share this. But you know, it, it's so fucking nuts, dude. And I'm going to use the fuck probably a lot because we even didn't get on, to it, on Sunday. Dude, it's funny you say that. And again, I'll, I'll start from the beginning, but I'm going to tell you that the Sunday part, when I got up there and all I kept thinking was, and I told Josh, because Josh, my son, was talking after me, are you going to be able to speak after me? And he goes, I think I'll be able to do it. And I said, I'm going to try and do this for Jake because I've been crying nonstop mm-hmm. to the point where you're thinking, how do these tears keep coming out of my, my eyes? When I walked up there and I was worried about breaking down, honestly, standing right there, I just wanted to yell, we aren't supposed to fucking be here. I just wanted to scream it as loud as I could. That's all that went through my mind before I spoke was looking at all those great people, but I just wanted to scream, we aren't supposed to fucking be here. And just just couldn't believe that here this was the moment in my life where I'm talking about my son who's no longer with us. So let me explain a couple different things to you as uh, as I try and fix this uh, broadcast right here. Um, the levels were about to drop. So here we go. Um, last Tuesday, I'll, let me, forget it. I'm not going to go last Tuesday. I want to go where things went bad. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's go through the week. Um, Last podcast, Jeff and I did. We did a podcast last Monday night. 29th. Okay, the 29th. And again, for me, I apologize for screwing up these days because I'm going to mess them up. Because for me, it feels like it's been one day. I can't believe it's November 6th right now. My wife and I yesterday were saying, how in the hell is it, uh, you know, November 5th? And uh, we're like, where did the week go? Because it all feels like it's been one day. So we, we do a show, and Jeff and I are in, in the garage doing the show out of my house, and inside my kitchen, my wife and I, my wife and my son were arguing, Jake, and they were arguing over candy. You know, it was something stupid, and Jake doesn't eat candy anymore. Jake's lost 100 pounds in the last year, and he always eats right, and he says, 
do you have any candy in the house? And my wife says to him, there's no candy in the house, Jake. And he's like, bullshit. Halloween's two days away. I know you have <laughs> fucking candy. And so she says to me, did you hear us arguing about him wanting a piece of candy? And I said, no, because usually it will bleed into our mm-hmm. microphones. And I asked Jeff, did you hear them fighting about it? And she says, you know, he said, no, I didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. No, no big deal. She said, if you want candy so bad, you have a driver's license. Go get your own candy bar. So that that was it. So he was having a tough time Monday night last time you saw him. Okay. Do you remember? No, I, the, no you know what's really funny about it, Dave? That's what I want to ask you. What's your, I, I want to know everybody's last moment with Jake. Um, what I said today was he was my bullpen catcher yeah. in the sense that he would, where we are in Dave's garage, there's a couch immediately to my left. And often while Dave was setting up the computer and getting everything going, Jake would be right here on the couch. And just like a, ba- a bullpen catcher gets the starting pitcher warmed up, Jake and I would just sit here, Josh often here as well, and we would just fuck around and laugh and whatever was going on, right? Just bullshit and busting on you about Chicago yeah. or, you know, your music or different shit going on. But we would just fucking laugh so hard. And then we'd be like, all right, get the fuck out of here. We're going to do a show. But I felt like when that show came and, and like so many times, like we've joked about when I jump in in the music, it's because he got me warmed up. Yeah. He was here and got me warmed up. So for me, my last memory of him is the week before because we didn't see him on Sunday night. And on Monday, I knew I knew because we'd been at the AFSP walk that he wasn't able to participate. We were sorry about that. And on Monday, there was a part of me that was like, you know, I'm going to go check on him. I'm just yeah. going to go say, hey, what's up? But having been through my own little deals with depression I thought you know what I'll just let him sleep it off I'll let him sleep it off and I'll see him Sunday and and, and we'll be good so I didn't see him Sunday or Monday which is upsetting to me um, because so often the podcast warm-up was just fucking laughing where your ribs hurt with Jake yeah I didn't see him either night so um, everyone knows a little bit of Jake's story because he's been brave on, on sharing his story. A lot of people, I think, who don't want to share the bad parts of your life. And, and he got to the point where he said, man, I've suffered so bad over the last four years, four of the last five years. The, la- the, the fifth year he figured it out. But he said, you know, fuck it. It's worth me sharing my story if it means someone else isn't going through what I'm going to go through. So he's been very brave. Jeff pointed out the whole depression video, and it's it's out there still that you can see. And everyone has stopped me and said, "Man, that was that was incredible." He I was wasn't nineteen even, when he made that. I wasn't even aware of it till Jeff told me it was even out there. I didn't know what yeah. Jake did. I said to Jake, "Just so you know, Jake, you, you can look at your dad and Jeff all you want as public figures." And I said, "I'm not exactly sure we're we're big time public figures. What I'm telling you is, for the little bit we are, there are a lot of trolls out there." You get smoked. And for guys who fought depression, I don't know if you want to put this out there. This might not be the arena you want to step in because I'm not sure if you're mentally ready for the haters to come after you because they're going to be out there, even though they might be a bigger wreck than you. And he said, no, because I can handle it. He goes, as long as it helps one other person, I'm okay. So he was doing such a great job this year. My dad, as you know, committed suicide on January 1st, same day that Jeff found out him and his wife were going to divorce. And it's been a horrible year. It's been great for the show because you guys have loved our misery. And um, as we've gone through it, we did some things we're very proud of in August. And one of those things in August 1st, when we raised so much money for charity, I was like, man, this made it for me, made the year worthwhile. You go through and you're going, okay, 
let's uh, let, let's move forward and let's head into 2019 and things are going in a great direction. I think our last show, we talked about some great things we had planned that we couldn't wait to share with you. So um, going back to not this past Friday, but the Friday before I'm at work. Um, I called Jake. I said, how's it going? He goes, it's doing going great. I'm going to do stand up tonight. Um, and I'm looking forward to my, my new material getting out there. Jake's goal is to be a stand up comedian. Well, I, I come home a little bit late. The sun's starting to go down. Josh and I get out of the car together, walk into my garage where we are right now. As Jess said, I have two couches right in the garage, and there are a couple kids in here that don't belong in my house. The Jake knows aren't good for him. And the reason those kids were here was because Jake knew he was struggling at that time because he didn't get on stage because they wouldn't pull his name because he was 20 years old, and they said, the people you brought with you aren't going to buy alcohol, and we're going to lose money off of you. So now's not the day you aren't getting in. Well, he didn't take you know, rejection very well. We walk in, see the kids and Jake never tried to hide anything. We were very close. So if good or bad, Jake would share what happened. He was embarrassed by his actions before I got there. And he followed me into the house and he says, dad, I messed up. I took mushrooms. My friends gave me mushrooms. I took mushrooms. I made a big mistake. I feel terrible. Physically feel terrible. Sun's starting to go down. I've never taken mushrooms in my life. I can't tell you what mushrooms do. All I know is I was told you never take mushrooms when the sun's going down or it's dark. So he goes into a severe depression Friday night, Saturday when we're supposed to do the walk and we're supposed to go to Liberty Station and hopefully he's involved and he, something he told Jeff and I he was proud to do and Lee Sand's going to be there. We're going, uh, this, this is going to be fantastic. He wasn't in a condition to go. He just was not himself. He was depressed. He was angry. He was frustrated. Josh and I went in his place. We met up with Jeff, met up with Jeff's kids, met up with Lee Sand, met so many people that support the show that have been struggling. It was a great morning outside of not having Jake there. Lisa Ann says, where's, where's Jake? She even grabs my phone. She FaceTimes Jake and thought that would cheer him up. That would make his day. It, it Nothing affected him. I mean, it just shows you the shit that was in his system. Nothing was going to change what he was feeling at that moment. Goes through Saturday. He's defensive. He's uh, frustrated again. One of those where I said, Jake, I'm not going to deal with you right now until this is out of your system because you aren't the person that I know. And if you're this person all the time, I'd kick you out of here. And we go through Saturday. We go through Sunday. We're supposed to coach a baseball game together, a group of 14-year-old kids. And I said, Jake, I'm not bringing you today. I said, right now, you aren't 100% back, and I don't want those kids to see you unless you're 100%. And he didn't even fight me on it. He goes, that's a great idea. He goes, you're right. I shouldn't be around those kids. So we, we finish out Sunday, and we, uh, we go into Monday. And um, I text Jake, and I said, you know, it's our first day of coaching baseball at Benita Vista High School. It's Jake. Josh and myself, and we're going to do this together, and it's going to be a father-son deal, even though you guys aren't going to get paid. It's one of those where this might be the only time in our life, only year of our life, where the three of us are going to be coaching at the same time, and they both were excited to be in. I load Jake's car up with 100 baseballs and everything, and I said, okay, Jake, meet us down there at 3. Josh and I will be a little bit late. You get things started, and I gave him a whole rundown of everything he was supposed to do about long toss and everything they do to get ready for practice. He's all excited I'm in. Well, Josh and I show up to practice at Benita Vista High School, and Jake's not there. And I'm pissed. And I'm like, Jake, you let me down. You know, I, I come home, and I said, what's the deal? And he goes, Dad, I had two seizures today. My second seizure I had, I hit my head right on the island in the kitchen really hard, and, you know, I got to go to the doctor. And he's been su suffering from seizures since June. Every time it went over 100 degrees, he couldn't cool down. He'd have seizures. We thought it was heat-related. He didn't want to go to the doctor because – he was afraid that um, they would take his driver's license away and something he didn't get till he's like 19 years old. He waited forever to get it. He was, didn't want it taken away. Finally, he says, I got to go to the doctor. 
And I said to him, um, okay, tomorrow, meaning Tuesday, you go to the doctor and we'll, we'll get things going in the right direction, get you healthy. He said, okay, dad. So he's a hundred percent mentally fine on Monday night. I say, say goodnight to him, walk down the hallway. And he usually finished every night by playing Fortnite or something with a bunch of friends, you know, online get up, um, or, you know, four o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, I take off for work with Josh. Um, every, every morning, Jake, if when he didn't have to work and have to work this day, sends me a picture of him walking sugar every day. Same thing at 11 o'clock. He looked at, I walk sugar, you know, I'm doing something positive. And I said, where's that picture? So I call Rita and I said, Hey, have you talked to Jake today? Because I haven't, uh, haven't ever called my wife. It's funny. In the time I've had this job for two months, I've never called Rita once from work. And she goes, no, I left early. I didn't, I didn't call. And then I started thinking, is everything okay? You know, that's kind of weird that he didn't call either one of us. I come home on Tuesday around uh, 3.30. I look down the hallway. The door to his room is shut. I don't open it up because I'm thinking he's taking a nap. A lot of times Jake, when he wasn't working, he would work out like crazy, take a shower, go take a nap, and then he'd get up and have dinner with us at night. I didn't go open the door. His brother went past that door five times, didn't open the door, changed clothes. He went to LA Fitness to work out. I went to Benita Vista High School to go work on the sprinkler system. Around uh, 5.30, the phone rings while I'm standing in the middle of a baseball field, and the scream from my wife's voice was immediately I knew my son was dead. And it wasn't even our son is dead. It wasn't anything Jake. It was the scream, Jeff, was something I've never heard in my life. And I hung up the phone and I sprinted as fast as I could to the car. And I prayed like you wouldn't believe all the way home that what I thought was happening wasn't happening. And then while I was driving, the police called me and said, you need to get home as fast as you can. And Josh calls me before I can get home. And he goes, dad, what's going on? The police just called me. And I said, Josh, I think your brother's dead. And I don't know how he beat me here. I was much closer than he was. Somehow he beat me back home. And as soon as I turned the corner thinking, uh, hopefully a miracle that what I'm thinking is happening isn't happening. There, you know, all these police cars in the, in the street and fire trucks and everything else you can imagine. And going back to my wife's side of it is she came home from work around five 30, walked upstairs, his door was shut. And Jake was the kind of guy that would sleep at night with the door shut, but would take a nap with the door open. So the dog could come in and out while the door shut she opens the door. As soon as she sees him, she sees he's blue. And says, oh, my God. And she knew immediately her son was dead. And she ran over, and she's kissing on him, and she's crying, and she's begging for him to wake up. And she runs out of the house, and she calls 911. They can't understand a thing she's saying. She runs next door to my neighbor over here, Will, and, and banging on his door, crying and screaming. And unfortunately, he wasn't home. Then she ran across the street to another neighbor who's a former police officer who was absolutely great. And he handled the 9-11 call and then he ran into the house and then they're saying there's, you know, they're going to send medics and everything. And he, as soon as he saw Jake, he said, don't bother. It's over. And, um, she went hysterical like any mom would. And she was like that for about three straight days. You saw it. Jeff uh, saw it. My son, Josh called Jeff. He called our closest, uh, you know, called immediately my, my wife's brothers and sisters and called Jeff and, uh, Jeff, I was amazed that Jeff showed up. I didn't realize Jeff was outside my house for an hour. I got a text. I've been out here, for, and I've realized you've been out here for an hour waiting. I thought you were in Los Angeles, and so I didn't think any way you were going to be here, but I was amazed. And my wife's freaking out, just like everyone else would. I have to deal with the police. At that time, I was upset, but I had to hold it together for her. 
you know, point of both of us being hysterical. For some reason I was able to hold it together, answer every question. At the time, Jeff, I thought it was a suicide. But then when they broke it down and you realize he died holding a remote control, his phone was across the room. Jake has attempted suicide in the past. And in the past, Jake would uh, write these long letters to me and tell me why he's attempting suicide and why it's over. There was nothing like that. This was him falling asleep. What happened was when Jake um, went into his depression and was trying to come out of it, he bought an illegal Xanax pill. And he, whoever delivered to the house, he bought a pill that he thought was just regular Xanax, which unfortunately for Jake, when he's going through his worst times, Jake's, that was Jake's drug. Jake would take Xanax because he would sleep it off. He'd say he'd rather not suffer and just go to sleep. So he took a Xanax pill that was laced with fentanyl. And fentanyl is so dangerous, as I learned more and more about fentanyl, because Prince died that way. Mac Miller, we found out yesterday, died that way. Fentanyl is so dangerous that police officers keep on their belt um, something on them, and fentanyl touches their skin. Dogs who sniff drugs, if they sniff fentanyl, dogs die immediately, too. It happens all the time. It's extremely dangerous. You wouldn't recognize it. It looks like two little specks of, of salt or, or sand, and you could put 100 pills on the table. You couldn't pick out which one has fentanyl on it. Obviously, you don't want to buy illegal drugs. I, everybody knows that. I can say it to to you. I said it to the baseball team I coached today. I said, whatever you do, everyone thinks it's not going to be me. I'm telling you right now, it's happened to me and it's happened to our family. Don't don't take anything you aren't supposed to take. Don't think that's not going to happen to me because it cost me. It cost my son his life by accident. So for Jake Steele, who so many people think Jake committed suicide, and I thought it was too, it was uh, kind of a feeling of... Um, I, I don't know, not straight despair because I knew my son was going in the right direction and he had plans and he had dreams and he finally had a couple of really great jobs. He was he was given back. He was talked about what he was going to do with suicide prevention, what he was doing with uh, work was just work, but he was getting paid very well. But he was spending time giving pitching and hitting lessons to kids in the neighborhood and he was going to coach high school ball and he was still chasing his dream of being a stand-up comedian. He had a ton of things in front of him that he was looking to accomplish for the once in you know, five years, things were going Jake's way, and he was excited about it. Coaching uh, the California Bears younger team, he loved every one of those kids and would say, this guy's going to the pros, this guy's going to the pros, and, and over and over again brag about everyone he, that he ever coached because he felt what what I felt as a coach, that there's an investment in a kid, and that's the best reward. Um, I don't even know what to say, man, as far as where we're at uh, as, as a family. You know, Jeff was absolutely fantastic right there at the top. Christy Lozier and her family right at the top. Every one of our closest friends who who we were close to went above and beyond just like you, you would dream they would. I don't know. Anybody gets through this without close family friends. People, Jeff, the most amazing thing is people who I had fallen out with <laughs> came together and yeah. blew me away. Blew me away. <clears throat> Fucked up the whole show. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking about media people. I'm talking about people that were upset with me because their kids didn't get to play as much as they once did yeah. on my baseball team. I mean, it was stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, kids weren't picked for all stars. Stupid stuff. Those families showed up, you know, blew me away. The food has been amazing. The support is amazing. My wife needs it. You know, for me, I'm one of these guys I think likes to grieve a lot by myself. My wife definitely needs as many people. You realize if you ever go through something like this, that's just that horrible. Silence is, is deadly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have I have slept an average of maybe 20 minutes a night since. Every time I go to sleep, though, I think I slept eight hours. Then I roll over and I realize I've been asleep 20 minutes. And then once you realize your son's still dead mm-hmm. or on Sunday when I realized today's the day I bury my son my son my son's funeral was just unbelievable and then the the tears just keep coming and you can't stop and you go through this and I'll point out that night Mike Costa drove down there Mike Costa's never been to my house we're close friends but Mike's never been to this house he's been to my other house never been to this house Mike was there in a second 
Dale Downing was there in a second. You know, all these guys that I expected to be there, wish they'd be there. My son called every one of you, and every one of you guys showed up. Jeff took care of uh, the people that were important to me. Um, I can't say enough. Again, as I sit there and I, I thank all these people, they, they saved my life, man, because I don't know what I'd do without the love of knowing that what's the reason to go on one more day. Outside of my son, Josh, I can't think of another reason to go one more day. It's It's been terrible. Outside of Jake dying, I didn't even share this with you. Yesterday was one of the worst days of my life. It was going down and having to sign Jake's death certificate. And I tell, I tell you, as I'm trying to hold everything together here, is when you have to sign that death certificate, and I don't wish this on anybody, as many people as I freaking used to dislike in this world, to write your name and then write the relationship to the person that's dead and write the word father. When I had to write the word father, I was I was done, man. I was I couldn't believe it. I just put my head down and go, how does this happen? You know, how how am I writing my my baby boy's death certificate? And then today I go to the doctor with my wife just because she had a checkup and just happened to me. She goes, we go to the doctor with me. And it was the same doctor's office where my son has been a million times. And I'm sitting there in that waiting room and I just want to get out because I think you start to look around a lot and you go, how in the hell's the, the world going on with my son dead? And I'm sitting there and the nurse, I, I can't even see her. She comes walking up right to my left shoulder, my back's to her. She stands right next to me and she goes, Jacob. And I went, oh my God, I've heard that a million times. And I look over to Rita and I go, oh, you got to fucking be kidding me. And then I'm just standing there going, who's going to step up named Jacob in this room? And it's this little boy steps up about 10 years old and he was going in for therapy and I went, fuck. And I just sat there and looked at that kid. I go, dude, pull it together, man, because fuck, I don't want your parents being in the situation. I mean, I couldn't believe it. So that kid, that lady said, Jacob, I started crying. And I told Josh the story and Josh says, dad, there are a lot of guys named Jacob. I go, I know, but I couldn't believe it. It was so weird to be in that same room by the same lady who had said his name so many times while I was trying to get Jake help. I couldn't believe that that, that just happened. It was, um, it's been terrible. I can't imagine it ever being better. I don't even know. Uh, I know things get better and, and time makes things better. Um, it, it was, it was the worst moment of my life. And I, as I said on Sunday, Jeff, I can't think of a time in your life when sometimes when things are going really well for you and I with the radio and my kids were healthy and doing great in sports, I used to think sometimes, is this as good as life gets right here? But to sit there and stop time and go, without a doubt, this is as bad as life gets. This is the one moment in my life that I can stop and say, this will never get worse than this moment right now. And that's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck right now in that moment right here. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say because when people tell me, I know a friend who they lost a kid or this or that, I know their intentions are good. But I'll tell you what, man, as bad as it sounds, I don't give a fuck. My pain is my pain. Pain is pain. I get all that. But this is what I'm going through right now. This is what my wife's going through right now, which I feel bad, worse for than I feel for myself. This is my son, Josh, who holds everything in, who says to me, who's going to be the best man at my wedding? Mm. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'll step up for you. You know, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, he lost his, his brother. And unfortunately, he doesn't know how to grieve through this. This is a family that's probably going to need a ton of therapy because we don't know what to do. And we're lost and we're drowning. And... um I'm going to miss that kid forever. I look all the time at the stairs and thinking he's going to come down the stairs. I miss all the dumb stuff about him where he'd make me mad and he knew he made me mad and he would just give me this big giant bear hug and he'd lock his hands around my back and he would push his face against my face and would not let me go till I told him I loved him. And I would take that in a second. And then one thing about Jake, he said, always drive me crazy. It makes me laugh now, but I found myself doing it a lot today. He'd just say dumb things like, 
what if right now two midgets walked in our house sitting on each other's shoulders? What would you do? And I said, shut the fuck up. Why do you keep throwing shit out there that's never going to happen? And you know what, man? I find myself looking at a lot of doors going, what would you do right now if Jake walked in the door? Yeah. And I'm going, you know, that kid is in my head impossible. What would happen? And um, you, you sit there and you, 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 go, you go through this. The, the love and support for Jake, again, I know a lot of people he hurt. And Jake knew he hurt a lot of people while he was depressed. You know, there's some things he did he's not proud of. I mean, he told me straight out that two of my closest friends, he, he, you know, he, he disappointed them. And meaning Christy, who we talk about all the show on the show all the time, and, and Dale, who was just in our garage second that we kicked him out of here. Um, but he hurt them and he kept saying to me, you know, my goal in life is to make everything right. You know, I'd hurt a lot of people, including my mom, especially cause she was with me all along, but uh, I hurt my mom, but I hurt two of your closest friends that mean the world to you. And, and at the same time, I want to, uh, I need to make amends for them. And I said, Jake, you have time. I mean, that's the best thing is that it's called growing up and you have time. And he goes, I just want to make things right with everybody I ever hurt while things weren't going well. And so he didn't get that time back. Um, his friends I know are devastated, especially the ones that felt like they didn't pick up the phone to, to be there with him when he was going through a bad time. I really don't want them to feel bad. Those little kids that he coached are devastated because they've never seen death for most of them. And two is they just saw him recently and they love coach Jake and they just sit there and held on to me and hugged me. And every one of their families basically has reached out to me saying, um, you know, saying straight out that, that my kid is really upset, having a hard time. They don't realize all of them have reached out to me saying the same thing, that their kids are having a really hard time. Um, you know, Mickey and Kelly and them that you met the other night, Jeff, have been absolutely fantastic. There's so many people. You know, Jeff Jeff told a lot of people that are famous what, what happened, which Jake would have thought was really cool. You know, I wanna, I'll point out a couple of them. Um, Eric Weddle called me, you know. That was, that was awesome. I mean, he calls me right as he's getting ready for a game against the Steelers, and he calls me up and – you know, says basically how, how bad he feels. And then we start texting each other and, and he says, I'm going to play extra hard for Jake this Sunday. How'd that go? Uh, fucking lost. But which is even funnier because Jake would have fucking loved it. Jake would have laughed his ass off that they lost. And right. I said, and I text him, I said, you know, it's great. You're going to try extra hard for Jake, but Raven fans want to know why you've been half-assing it. It's like Brian's song. Yeah. Remember Brian's yeah, song? Yeah, completely fucked it up. Yeah, that, you're right. It was like Brian's song. Can, you I know? Tell you, can I tell you one yeah. thing quick on that, on Weddle, and then I want you to just keep going because you're doing great. Dave, that happened as it did for me in 2016 when my friend Cheech passed away. Yeah. And Weddle called Dakota uh, in the summer in the off season, Weddle made that call within five minutes of when I sent the text. We're in the middle of this season. Again, it happened within five minutes. Yeah. That's who he is. He's not some fucking guy that any of you that think you know him, you don't know him. That's who he is. Uh, he is family to me. He's family to Dave and we're family to him. But I had not told you that. Yeah. That was not half hour or an yeah. hour or a day or two days after it happened. He stopped what he was doing within five minutes because as a friend who loves you, I, I don't believe he ever crossed paths with Jake. I could be wrong, but that's who he is as every guy. one of these guys. That you, guy. I, I, I know you're going to mention a lot of people. Yeah. Um, because Dale's not as good a friend as I am. Yeah. I reached out to these people. Dave, every one of the... So funny. Sorry, I got to keep laughing. I'm laughing because I fucking, keep... you just kicked Dale out of here because I can't fucking believe it. Uh, it's like, I got to keep... I got to laugh to keep from crying. Um, 
Every one of these guys you say, Dave, I need you to know that it was within five minutes or yeah. 10 minutes that they were back to me. And a lot of them were like, can I get to him now? Can I text him now? Can I call him now? So I, I don't know that yeah. you knew that. No, I, but, I, I, but again, the time is all fucked up with me. The fact that I got you, and so many it, people have reached out, Jeff, I feel so bad that I'm doing the best I can to go through these messages and well, give some kind of response back, but you wouldn't believe it. I mean, it's like, I'm not kidding, more than 2,000 people have reached out to me. Yeah, because I had 200 myself, so if yeah. I had 200, you had have had that. Yeah, It's been crazy. Weddle was was outstanding. Bruce Boach, he calls right. me. B- poor Boach. I mean, Boach doesn't know what to say. He felt right. so bad for me. But you're his guy. Yeah. Even though so, you picked the Tigers yeah. in 2012, you're still his guy. <laughs> he, he was so, uh, he, Boach was so great. And then, you know, San Diego State Baseball reached out. They were extremely nice. Um you know, it it was it was fucking nuts. You know, Nick Saban's daughter called Josh within God twelve damn. hours, and yeah. then and then right after the LSU Alabama game on Sunday, we walk out and there's a huge bouquet of white roses that Nick Saban and his wife Terry sent. And I just turned to Josh. I said, "Man, you picked the right fucking school." Mm-hmm. I go, people say whatever they want about Nick Saban. The fact that his family twice took time to make sure that Jake's older brother was okay. Was right. was was amazing. Was absolutely amazing. Josh Lewin coming down here was such a shock. Mark Grant cried with me as hard uh-huh. as I was crying. Ernie Martinez cried with me as hard as I was crying. Everybody was so fucking. Said a lot of guys so far. I, I know. I know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get caught up in in names because you know I I, I, I have a couple. All right. I want to mention Go. just just a few that people will know. I come home after Sunday night when I feel like I just have no energy left. Big bouquet from Bryce Miller. Yeah. You know? That was He's that was absolutely dude, you know you said Bill Center was absolutely great Scott Yaffe and I talked yep. for a while and and Scott Yaffe from the Chargers um, just just the greatest Susan DeVincent Kim Morrison uh, Scott Kaplan and I man shared a special dude. moment I know he told Jake's story on there which I, I really appreciate Troy Hershey I, I, I can go on and on the the media guys in this town have been outstanding the people Ted, in the community have been Nick, Ted Leitner Jim Trotter Nick Nick Nick, uh, Nick Hardwick and I Geffner. were writing back and forth for a while every single yeah. guy. At 1360, I mean, every single guy at 1360 mm-hmm. contacted me. Every single guy at 1090 contacted mm-hmm. me. You know, you spoke with Tony Gwynn Jr. God, fucking great. Um, Ello. Every one of those Ello's guys. great. I mean, so every many guys that, guys. as dumb as I am, I didn't realize even on Twitter that there's a section on there that I never even touched on that all of a sudden I clicked a button today and there were about 80 more messages on there, people that weren't connected to me that communicated me through a direct message right. that I feel so bad that I got to get through. I, I can't thank everybody enough. I know their names I, I just dropped out. Those are just a few that uh, completely blew us away. I was I joked around the other day. I almost said it in the, <laughs> in the church just to make Jeff laugh. But I said, Jake could be up here right now going, how in the fuck did Betty White, Keith Richards, and fucking Leisure Fryer outlive me? <laughs> he you didn't know? get Leisure. I there. was, just to make you laugh. But I knew if I did it, I'd laugh. And then people would go, what the fuck's he talking about? You know who you didn't mention? Go ahead. Um, I'm saving one. So who? Are you saving who, I think? <laughs> I'm saving your boy, Mike Costa? Oh, no, we'll get to him in okay. a minute. Um, I, I was kind of connecting the dots. And a person that introduced me to Dave, to the best of my knowledge, is Crystal Fernandez. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to get to Crystal. And yes. and Crystal Fernandez was here at 690. Yeah. She is an incredible friend, but she has a, a new life. And her new life, she lives in Pacific Palisades, and she is married to former Dodger pitcher Darren Dreifert. And... Darren has a couple of sons, and Crystal and Darren have a beautiful 
son together. And but they're up in Pacific Palisades yeah. and they're living there. They have there four like, boys. Four boys. Darren has three and then they have one together. And uh and Dave, all I, you know, the only thing that I wanted to do on this, and it's surely not about me, you would do this for me in a minute. I wanted to get to the people that mattered that may not have known to kind of be the one to get there. And I got to Crystal, um, and she, like so many, got back to us immediately. And really, I, I really truly believe Crystal introduced me to Dave and probably is point one on this. When Sunday night, when I got to East Lake Church, I was, first off, I want to thank the parking guy because I got there and the crowd, we guessed it was going to be a huge crowd, Dave. I have to imagine it exceeded even what all like of us thought. 1,200 people were there. The guys at East Lake Church that were handling parking were so great, Dave. I don't think I shared this with you on Sunday. But I said to the guy, I said, look, it's about quarter to five. I have to get in there. I'm speaking. And he said, uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He goes, you're going to park in that handicap spot, and I'm going to flip that handicap <laughs> spot around so it doesn't face. And he goes, they do a good job. And I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, but when you just start seeing, I saw Fred Yeoman Jr. Fred Yeoman was Jr. one of the first guys I, that I saw. Yeah. So many people that have been such a big part of this, all the people you mentioned. Uh, Katie Mosier, who we love to death. I was hoping to see Katie tonight, but I know she's, she's busy helping with the election. So yeah. I know that's why she's probably it's busy. All, but it's all good. Katie Mosier, absolutely outstanding. But, but Dave, when I saw Crystal. Yeah. And Darren Dreifert was there. And here's why what I said to Darren Dreifert, who I tell you what, um, I've only met him once. I was at their wedding. One incredible guy. Incredible guy. He, and, he I'm gonna cut you off real quick go ahead. because Jake Jake thought Crystal was the prettiest girl on the planet. Right. And he's the biggest Dodger fan going. Right. I told Crystal today, I said, Man, that would have been a win win for Jake. Right. Because you know He'd have, tell me all the time, both have, of you guys, how horse shit the Padres yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> And he had a guy who was an impact player for the Dodgers at his memorial. We're, and I said to Darren, yeah. I go, this, I go, I go, we're not fanboys, Darren. This, this would have meant a, I go, Jake wasn't a fanboy. This would have yeah. been really cool for him. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. Dave, appreciate you being here. You know what's what cool nice about, guy. I got to tell you, what was, what was more important than Darren even being there is first of all, Crystal and I have known each other for a long time. since uh, 25 oh, years? About 25 years. And, of course, she, everyone knows, if you know Crystal, she's so pretty, but she's more pretty on the inside. Right. And to have her there and, and take the time and to hug me and tell me that she loved me and she hurt for me meant the world to me. Yeah. Darren, who I didn't make to his wedding, because I remember Josh was pitching a scout ball game for the Yankees that day, and I, I yeah. couldn't make it. And I said, uh, he hugged me. Right. And he hugged me like you hugged me, like anyone who had sympathy of like going. Jake did. Like Jake did, but also the feeling of if you're a father and you right. have sons and the idea of losing a son, he hugged me like I could put myself in your shoes. It meant the world to me. It's right. uh, every one of those. And, and everyone who has put their hand out to me, I've knocked their hand away and said, dude, man, I need the hugs. Right. And I'm telling you right now, it's... It's, I couldn't ask for more. My wife is looking for every guy on the street that was built kind of like Jake and asking strangers for hugs right now and just saying, that looks like a Jake hug. Maybe that guy will give me a hug that feels like yeah. my son. And it's just, uh, it's crazy. So many guys, that was funny, I've, I've, I've told Josh, I've, I've never been kissed on the face more by other guys, but it doesn't even bother me. Right. Brian Curry, man, gives me the big, strong yeah, hug, kissed me the big kiss on the face. And, and I was like, dude, I'll take another one, man, because, it, you know, the hugs right now are, are the best medicine. Yeah. Crystal was absolutely great. 
My friend, I got to tell you, my, my friend uh, Danny, who I grew up with as as uh, really little. I mean, our sisters were friends. My friend Danny and Matt and I, we had three. We, uh, there are three girls and there are three boys. Our our sisters were friends before we were even born. Mm-hmm. And he comes all the way down, and Danny and I don't see each other much. He's only met Jake one time. He met him at Christmas time because he's busy with his life in L.A. and and known his wife forever, and I known his brother in law forever. The fact they came down with my, they brought my former roommate from San Diego State, Ken, down. The fact that they all made the effort on a Sunday night meant right. the world to me. I mean, as I said, there are people that, that I knew always loved me, and there are people that I wasn't sure even liked me. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if people showed up. And you know what? There are a couple guys in there that I was thinking, man, if this person showed up, I'd be really disappointed that they showed up because they knew I knew they didn't like me or didn't like my son. Mm-hmm. But the, the phonies stayed away, which I was really happy yeah. about. Is that, does that make any sense? No, I know exactly. Because I think Nobody I would have punched him right in the face. Yeah, don't make it about you. No ambulance chasers, Dave. Exactly. It yeah. was so sincere, the love in that room. Yeah, everybody was like, who the fuck's going to show up just to say oh, I was there and make it yeah. about them and fake cry? Yeah. Craig Elston, by the way, was extremely nice. All Dude. those guys. I know I'm missing names. I know when we, we click this thing off, I'm going to feel really bad. LaDonna but Harvey. LaDonna Harvey and I shared a moment because LaDonna and I She's talked great. on Saturday mm-hmm. two, a couple of days before Jake's passing, and she said, here's my number. Have Jake call me. And in my yeah. mind was, Jake's going to call LaDonna because LaDonna is going to say, mm-hmm. I've been where you are, and I'm going to help you out. And, but I couldn't give the number to Jake yet because he wasn't 100% ready to go. He wasn't right. ready to listen. You can only help people out who are ready to listen and right. get better. And I grabbed LaDonna to the side, and I and I hugged her, and I whispered her ear, LaDonna, we were a few days late. Yeah. We missed it. And she cried, and she was extremely sad because her efforts were all there to help my son. And yeah. he just wasn't. The timing was terrible. But LaDonna was absolutely great. You know, God, and Kim Morrison, Susan right. Vincent, all these people surprised Katie me. Katie Temple. Uh, Mikey Lamar, man, he hugged me like a guy like you and I would because he has kids and he put himself in my shoes. I could feel the difference in the hugs yeah. by the people who said, oh, my God, what if this was me? Katie Temple called me every day. Katie Temple was outstanding. God, called man, I love me, Katie Temple. Literally called every day to see how you were doing. You know, Dave, it's just like you go, because here's the thing. On Sunday nights, Dave and I sit in this garage and I basically feel like we're about five years younger than the two old guys in the balcony of the Muppet Show. <laughs> and we sit here and we tee off on people and we drop 25 F-bombs and we make each other laugh. We don't care about any collateral damage until I'm driving home. And then I call Dave and tell him to edit it out. As my friend Todd Villalobos told me two weeks ago, fucking Dave ruined Stars Born because he didn't. You told him to cut out the spoiler. Yeah. And he didn't, so fuck Dave. <laughs> and uh, and that's what this show is. And all of a sudden, and you guys have embraced it, and Dave and I laugh every time because we feel like two eighth graders that got caught telling fucking jokes. And I'm sitting there on a Sunday, and I go, yeah, we're talking tonight, and we're talking on a microphone, but we're talking, A, in a church. I was waiting for lightning to hit yeah. one of us. And we're talking about Jake. And the only thing, Dave, that I just want you to know is 2018 changed for me. And and everything that we've talked about on this show, there's no reason to rehash it. But I was 100% sincere in when I said that 2018 was the year that Jake changed from being your son to being my friend. Yeah. And Josh, I feel like it had happened a little bit earlier. Yeah. But Jake and I... Uh, it was pretty amazing. And, and just to remind some people some things, because I shared this with Katie last night. 
we've covered 2016 was an incredibly difficult year. What what I don't know that we talked about, if we had it just a little bit, Dave's mother-in-law lived in this house. She was fighting Alzheimer's. Dave would say to me often, I'm afraid she's going to turn the gas on and I'm going to go home and my fucking house is blown up. 2016 was the year that Jake had a couple of suicide attempts. On top of that, I was going through my own battle and said to Dave every day, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So if you think about what Dave was trying to do, uh, you're trying to do a morning radio show and act like you're fucking interested in talking to Fred Moss. No, no offense, Fred. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. Nobody really fucking cared what you were doing, Fred. Hopefully you're doing good work today for the Lord. Vinny Bonsignor. Fuck him, too. Jesus Christ. I'm Another like, good guy. We, yeah. hope, we, hope you're having a, we hope you had a good Halloween. And then, uh, <laughs> so Dave's worried about his fucking mother-in-law blowing up this house. Killing my dog is all I could worry right. about. Just don't kill the dog. Right. She's got bad enough gas houses. <laughs> uh, Jake was fighting his battle, and I legitimately was ready to quit that fucking show every day. 2018, as Dave said, started off incredibly difficult. You all know it. We don't have to rehash it. But where we were, you know, what I said on Sunday night, too, was coming into this house, moving this podcast here was so great. Because there were so many fucking nights that I was broken where you come into a house that is absolutely built on love and laughter and holy fuck was it loud and it was great. And Rita is such a big part of that. But I I can't speak for Dave. I would never speak for Rita. I would just say for myself with my relationship with Jake is I feel like I let my guard down because I felt like he was in a place moving forward. And Dave, I... I it was. The night of the Canelo fight, when you guys were gone in Boston, and I came to pick him up. Yeah, I, I want to make that clear, too. Just so you know, Jake was supposed to go with us to Boston, New York. Jake suffered from such fear of anxiety of doing the wrong thing that he wouldn't leave the house for the last few years. And so when we we're just about to get on that plane about a week away, Jake says, I can't make it. I can't yeah. do it. I'm afraid what happens when I go into Manhattan with all those people, what's going to happen to me? And he decided to stay back, so Jeff looked out for him. Yeah, so yeah. I, I called him and I said, hey, I'm going to Cali Comfort. Uh, let's go watch the Canelo fight. And he didn't hesitate. He said, yeah, great. And so I came down here and I picked him up. And it's funny because we're big guys. But when Jake got in my car, it felt like I was driving Andre the Giant. But he and I, Dave, had the best fucking time. We had the best time because I said to him, uh, I go, like Riley Martin, brother, I speak your language. And I said, Jake, I've never been suicidal, but I know depression. And I said, I talked to him. I shared with him the night where I was ready to go to Mexico. And I said, you understand, like, at different dark points in your life. I said, you're very aware of how much you're loved, right? He goes, oh, fuck yeah. I go, you know what you mean to your dad. You knew what you meant to your mom, your family, your friends. He goes, yeah. And Dave, I said to him on the car that night, which is crazy to me. It's going on two months ago. Yeah. I said, Jake, let me ask you a question. What do you want your legacy to be? Because I said, what me and your dad are trying to do, you can blow us out of the water. And I said, we're incredibly thrilled. And I said, we have a forum that's been very helpful for us. I keep saying it. It's the Howard Stern Show, the guy who fucking, whoever that asshole was, that would always tell him to get the poison out. Remember that shit? Yeah. But I mean it in a a different way for you and for me, and I meant it for Jake, where I said, we have a poison that's in our system that we have to get out. 
And I said to him, you know, that video, he had just done the video. Yeah. And I had just shared it with Che Hernandez from the Suicide Prevention Group. And I said, you have a very strong voice. And I said, what do you want your legacy to be? And he said, I want to help people. And I said, great. How do we do it? And he just said, you know, that's when we talked about the walk and everything yeah. else. And I said to him, I said, Jake, when you talk, people listen. And I said, you're going to help people, man. I said, you're going to help people and you're going to make a difference. And Dave, I, I sincerely believe he bought into it. He did. He was yeah. excited. Was gonna, he had plans, you know. Right. Right. He uh, he did. He had, he had plans. You gave him a belief. And I meant to thank, it's funny, when I, I thanked four adults um, in in my, my my talk on on Sunday, as I said, I lost my spot. But one of them on there, it was supposed to be five. Sean Walchef was supposed to be in there, right? And uh, as I said, I lost my place. And Sean, I apologize. I know you doesn't mean you know you you aren't upset, but it was important because Jake appreciated anybody that invested time in him, and right. he appreciated Jeff, and he appreciated. I got to tell you, Ray Gobiel, who gave him a great job, right? What and, a nice dude. And uh, yeah, gave him a great job, and he and he appreciated Ryan Barkley, and I feel so bad for Ryan Barkley because not only is Ryan, of course, a, a, a guy who sponsors the show, family. But, Ryan, before before that, I coached Ryan's little brother, and we mentioned this a few times on there in passing because you're going to see Ryan's brother get drafted very high uh, in June, and Jake and Ryan were teammates, mm -hmm. and just a super fantastic family. Ryan was a guy that just has a newborn baby and has another mm -hmm. kid that's extremely small, and Jake would call him at 12 at night, and yeah. Brian answered the phone every fucking time. Ryan came to the house on Saturday when mm -hmm. Jake was having a bad time, and Jake wasn't even 100% Jake, yet he came to the door and talked to Jake, and Jake told him the mushroom story and apologized, and Ryan tried to push him through it. And we just saw Ryan uh, just a little bit ago. He's, he's so broken, man. Yeah. He, he's so hurt and feels like what if. I think a lot of people are doing the what ifs. Um, I know my wife's doing the what ifs. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many great people that that helped him out. I, 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 I got to tell you, I'm going to do my what if for you right now, you know, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason I'm probably going to need therapy because I, I know that this is where if I could take back this moment, I would have changed it in a second. Jake was doing so well this year. Again, Jake and I have been together every single day since 2016. Mm -hmm. Since Jeff and I got off there at 1360 and Jake graduated high school, we, we have been together nonstop. As Jeff just said, it's like having Andre to the giant in your car. He was a huge fucking guy. Yeah. Jake's, well, what a teddy bear, man. He was. The biggest heart you've ever seen. Right. But the guy was enormous. I mean, the guy was 6'3". He was up to 350 pounds. I mean, he was a big dude that wanted to be an officer. I remember Matt Slauson would come and do interviews yeah. with you and I, and I used to look at Jeff and go, my kid's bigger than Matt right. fucking Slauson. Right. And I go, holy <laughs> shit. And Jake was a big dude before he decided to go, well, because of the concussions and the depression, he couldn't play football anymore, and he goes, I got to fix my life. Um, Jake was doing great. And so I said to him in, in August, I said, I think I'm going back to work. Mm. And you and I, we've done shows on this before about going back to work. And people don't understand. I don't know if people are thinking, ah, oh, that fucking guy, all he does is the podcast with Jeff. You know, his wife, wife must make a lot of money. No, it's not the case exactly. The case is yeah. you invest in your kids because that's all right. that's fucking important. Right. When it's all said and done, when you're dying, you aren't going to think about how many hours you put in at work. The only thing that matters is your family. And for me, Jake was my most important thing. That was my project. My wife had a full-time job at the school district. I was out of a radio job with Jeff. This gave me an opportunity to invest in my son. If it was the other way around, my wife would have been the one doing it. Right. And it probably wouldn't have been as effective because he was a boy and she was a girl. Mm -hmm. And Jake would have ran right over and got what he wanted. There had to be someone that was big enough to push back that he respected, and that happened to be me. I told Jake in August, you're doing great. 
I go, this family needs a paycheck. I think I'm going back to work. And Jeffy didn't say anything, but dude, I could see it in his eyes. Dude, he he was scared, man. Mm-hmm. He was so fu- he was so fucking scared. I could see it, and uh, he didn't say, "Dad, you can't. I'm not ready." But I knew it. I just was like, "Fuck," you know. He's looking back at that moment. I don't think I'm ever gonna get it out of my mind. But he he's he he just looked at me like I don't know if I'm ready. He wasn't a hundred percent sure, and. I had faith in him. I thought he was moving in the right direction and didn't think the depression thing was going to come back. And, man, I regret it like you won't believe. I just wish I, I wish I would have given him more time. And who knows, this might have happened again in, in in the spring. Who knows when it would have happened in line. Maybe I could have only gotten a few more months out of it. But, fuck, I really regret leaving, you know, that I didn't sit there and, and couldn't figure out the timing of when it was going to be. It's going to be 100% because it wasn't 100%, obviously. He fell right back into uh, the depression mode, and, and we couldn't get him out. We couldn't save him. You know, to the point where he took that last Xanax pill to to go to sleep because he couldn't he couldn't deal with the stress, and that was the poison one. But it was it was terrible. I feel like I let him down. I'll be honest with you. I feel like I let him down, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get over it. You know, it's a uh, it's a terrible feeling because my son Cade uh, has been dealing with headaches and is always tired. Yeah, and the doctor said to. Uh, their mom, I believe he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulder because of this divorce. And it's very funny you say that, Dave, about letting your son down because it's the exact conversation that I had for 20 minutes driving down here because I'll, I'll tell you what Jake has done for me. Yeah. And there is no comfort at this point. But what Jake has done for me as somebody that cared about him and I knew he cared about me is he's reminded me to have conversations today that I didn't have yesterday and that can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Perfect. And what I said to Cade tonight was I said, I hope I haven't let you down. And, uh, it sucks, man. It sucks because you know, there, there are people that would sit there and say, Oh, Dave, you can't feel that way. It doesn't matter when you are a father and Dave's situation is much different than mine. My son is 11, Jake was 20, but they are our sons. And as a father who loves his sons more than anything, the grief that you feel if you feel like you've let your son down cannot be taken away with somebody saying, you can't do that to yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can't, it's not how it works. And Dave, while yes, I would say go to therapy, talk about it everywhere you want to, journal, do whatever you want to do, I will tell you, as I've often said to every friend, uh, I'm a great friend to have. I'm your best friend and I'm your worst friend because I never judge people. I judge a lot of people, but yeah. the people I care about, I don't. And I know exactly what you're saying. I don't know the answer, Dave. I wish I could sit here and say, Dave, you know what? No, God has a plan. I know what you mean. Because I knew him and I know you. I would also say, though, Dave, you had been to work for a month and I was with him in September and he was strong at that point. The thing that hurt me was people that jumped to conclusions. We live in a TMZ society where we no longer worry about getting facts and letting them get in the way of a good story. That angered me because of what Dave means to me what Josh means to me and what Jake meant to me. But the hardest part of it 
for anybody that understands and truly knows this family is what Rita means to me and what she has meant to me for 20 years. Rita brings a strength to this family with three guys that I've called her the most patient soul I've told her. You're the most patient soul. I've said it to her a hundred times. Scott Kaplan, and by the way, God damn it. Stop sending us fucking text messages worrying about whether or not Scott Kaplan crossed the line. Scott Kaplan and Dave and I are doing a business. Scott Kaplan cried to me on the phone because Rita gave him meatloaf because I've never met her. <laughs> and she's feeding me. I go, I never get anything. <laughs> he goes, uh, he cried on the phone. And for any of you that thought that Scott did cross the line, which he fucking didn't. No, my, it's funny to say this. My mom and my, and I listened to what Scott said. It was great. And I sent him a text. My mom said, that was beautiful. Right. Because Scott said, I listened today, Dave, and his story has been the same. Scott cares about Dave and this family and me and my family, and we have connected and we have become friends with Scott, with Allie Ratzman. They are very deep friends in a very short period of time. And I just, please do this too. If I can ask one thing, Dave, I know it's your night tonight, yeah, no. but if I can ask one thing, please stop texting me and saying, how's Dave doing? What I don't have a fucking answer for you. You've heard what Dave said. Not good. Not good, right? Not good. I appreciate the concern, but right. I know it. People don't know what to say. Uh, I tell got you, it. People say to me all the time, I don't know what to say. Look, if you know what to say, you can make millions of dollars because there's nothing to say. I know people right. are weird. When people freak out and they go, how you doing? First thing to me, they immediately feel bad. Don't feel bad. You shouldn't feel comfortable in this situation. No. But to say, how you doing? It's very nice that, that you even thought about me or thought about right. my wife or, or my Jake. son. My son, Jake. It's just, look, I, I understand. Nobody knows what to do. The fact that you even, I even entered your brain because right. you, you, you know this show. That means something to me, okay? I'm not telling you fuck off at all. No. As a matter of fact, if you see me, I saw I got Home Depot, walked up and didn't know what to do. I just grabbed him and hugged him twice, right. and he started crying right against my shoulder. Right. He didn't know what to do. Right. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I'll take every single hug you guys see me and squeeze me as hard as you fucking can because right now it seems like the only thing that even cl comes close to feeling better. I want to share a couple things about Jake. Um. I, I had a great fear of crying at the church on Sunday night. Me too. <laughs> and the great fear of crying. I'm not sure if I was going to cry and you were going to goof on me or if no. I was, uh, you were going to cry and I was going to goof on you. Uh, my great... It was funny. You and I never cried in front of each other, I think, until last week. Oh, yeah. I was crying. Dave, I cried the whole way down here when Josh called me. I have no problem saying that because of how much I love this family. Uh, my fear on Sunday was not. I'll tell you the honest to God truth. Um, I had no fear of crying in front of the thousand people in that fucking church. I had a fear of crying in front of Jake's spirit. Yeah. Because he would have been, oh, my God. Pussy. You puss. So a couple of things about Jake that I want to share to lighten this mood up. So it, the one thing that I wanted to do was write things down because Dave did an insane job going from your heart as a dad. I, I don't know how you do it. I knew I couldn't do it, so I felt like, if I wrote everything down and I could just look at what I wrote down, I felt like I would be able to get through it. But the one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, that the show and Jake's life started at the same time. The Dave and Jeff show and Jake Palais grew up together. They were both yeah. 20 years old. And so last week when I'm 
trying to put these notes together, I go to Jake's Facebook page, and I meant to mention this in the service. When you go to Jake's Facebook page, and I'm just fucking don't know left from right, and I didn't want to give a eulogy, but I owed it to him because he's my Great. friend and Dave's my friend. Um, His fucking Facebook profile says he works at Forever 21. Yeah. Now, if he did not... <laughs> He did not work at Forever 21. He had no fear. He did not give And a I shit. was like, so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting in my job, and I fucking lost it laughing. I go, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. Okay, that's I'm glad a, you told me that, because I would have never known. Go look. It's I've just, never looked at his Facebook page. It says he it's works worse. at Forever 21, which yeah. every time, and there's a Forever 21 when I drive down here that I see, and it, it's just like, it's so him. Yeah. That's who he was. So then we get to Sunday night. How about the fact his Twitter was like Ed Sheeran fan Ed club? Ed Sheeran fan club. God, he's fucking never listened to Ed Sheeran's song in his no. life. <laughs> but, so as I, as I talked about earlier, there were two things about this service. Uh, he, he would sit right here, and Jake and Josh have listened to every podcast. And they, like I share a great affection for hammering Dave <laughs> and especially hammering Dave about Jack Wagner yeah. and Chicago and islands in the stream. That was our God. They were just fastballs down the middle and we just loved it. And a lot of derogatory names have been thrown at Dave regarding his music <laughs> and we would kill him. So uh, as I'm sitting there, and everything's kind of going on. And I'm sitting there on the end, and I'm just trying to figure out where we are. Somebody did a wonderful job of just kind of setting the mood and getting everybody calm, and there's a lot of hugs. Hey, how yeah. we doing? And I'm sitting there having a quiet moment to myself, uh, just trying to take it all in. And Elton John, can you feel the love tonight, comes yeah. on. And people must have thought I was, like, I seriously needed to be committed. Because I am sitting in this chair, Dave, and I am covering my face, and I am dying laughing. Because I know there's an empty seat next to me. Yeah. I know what he would be saying. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Who fucking picked this shit? Oh, my God. Who let my dad pick the music? I did not pick that one. I know you don't. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings who picked the music, but if you knew Jake and you knew my relationship with Jake and Dave's relationship and Josh's relationship, I could hear him burning a hole in my ear. Oh, my God, because everything he punched. Are you serious? Everything he said about Dave, like anytime Dave would do anything dumb. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> and we would laugh. But then the service started. And Dave, I said this to you before. Whoever produced that thing and put it all together did such an outstanding job of telling his story. Through Jen, Jen Lopez. Oh, my God. D? J-Lo? No, not that one. I was like, God damn, Dave, you <laughs> shit. Jen Lopez, you did such a beautiful job. It was great. And I love that you guys started with this music video that day, uh, Jake did where he's lip-syncing to Call Me Maybe. Yeah, you know what's funny? I woke up the next day with that in my head. The I've had it in my head for four days. Yeah. But as I'm sitting there watching the video, three things happen. 
A, I am dying laughing. I'm dying laughing because it is such a perfect portrait of Jake Pelley. If you've gone, by the way, if you weren't there and you try to watch it off my Facebook page, which I, I appreciate because almost like 2,000 people have tried right. to watch it, right? that's not going to be on there. And the reason it's not oh. on there is Facebook won't let it go because of copyright laws. Is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. And Jake did is it. Is it Clint Taurus on YouTube? <laughs> like I sent it to everybody and I'm like, fucking Clint Taurus? <laughs> that's his YouTube name, Clint Taurus. Oh, that's his goddamn PlayStation name. He was, what he, when, he was when he was younger, my kid was Ass Clown 7. Yeah. Torta King. And then he, Torta yeah, King is the fucking was best. Torta King, but he was Clint Torres. Clint Torres. And he'd wink at me like, you get it? Yeah, yeah we'll fucking we get, get it. it. Shut the fuck up. Fix that. Of course he didn't. Is that what he is on YouTube? Yeah, Clint, Clint Torres. Which so by, I send it to our agent, and I'm like, oh, God. Don't forget our name. <laughs> Heather Cohen, by the way, was absolutely outstanding today as well. So All right, I want to get to that's that. That's so fucking funny. But as I'm sitting there, and I'm watching. Clint Torres. He's Clint Torres. Video to our agent. Yes. What about the Me Too movement? I, She's going to drop you. Yeah, dude. we're done. Maybe we can get, hey, epic. Uh, <laughs> so, Dave, as I'm watching that video, I am dying laughing because he's so fucking great in this video. Yeah. But I also realized at the same point that I have tears streaming down my cheek because the guy like that in that video is the guy who sat in this garage every night and fucking did... It took nothing. I've told you a hundred times in a week. And I told him, that fucking kid was my kryptonite. I, like, very few things make me laugh. He fucking made me laugh to, like, I would have to tell him, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he would just shuffle off. He told so many jokes that will never be repeated on this show where I just looked at him, and he would say, do I need to polish it up? And i go, just get out of here. I don't even want to talk to you. And he's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'll out. see you tomorrow. <laughs> Shuffle out. Um, but, Dave, I was I was crying because I realized that kid was gone. But then I also realized, wait a minute, how the fuck does he know every word to this song? Yeah. And I felt like Bruce Willis, like where I got completely bamboozled by my best friend. I was like, this fucking guy. We have been partners in Rag and Dave about Jack Wagner. This is, this yes. is, this is your Jack Wagner. Exactly. And you're in a... I know it's your grandfather's bathrobe, <laughs> but you're in a bathrobe. White and, one. And I just sat there and I was like, yeah, I had tears streaming down my face because I realized a kid that I cared a lot about wasn't coming back. Yeah. But I was so thankful that you guys did that because I know you've heard this. I'm, um, a, I'm a, by the way, not that video, but the video at the end of his, just his life. Yeah. We're gonna. I'm gonna post that eventually. We'll put Please. it on the Dave and Jeff thing, just because it's it, beautiful, it, man. And I'll point this out. If you can take, it, it's I don't know, ten minutes long. Who knows? It's one of those things. If you uh, you listen to the show, you've heard Jake's name mentioned a hundred times. You were there. Right. If you were at the beginning, you heard Jake being born. Right. If you have ten minutes, watch it. It's. I, I would greatly appreciate it because, as Jeff just said, there's not another picture coming. Nope. Those pictures you see there, those are the last. There's never. That's the hardest part for his mom, I think that she knows there's never going to be another picture. The pictures of him standing behind you guys, bear-hugging you, I was done. Yeah, I was glad that video came at the end because I was done. Because like any son, I used to crank call my mom all the time. And I would crank call my mom and be like, is Jeff there? Jeff! You know, when we had yeah. landlines. It's awesome. Ah, no, he must not be here. Well, what's your name? You sound nice. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> and... uh 
<laughs> and Jake and I shared that. Now, Jake put Dave and Rita through a much more difficult road than I put my mom through. But Jake loved um, the silly way of rattling Rita's cage. It was easy. He loved it. Jacob! And she said to me last Monday night when we were here, Jeff, these kids are going to make me crazy. And I go, there's no better way to do it, right? And she was like, ah, these kids. But I was there with Jack and Cade and their mom. And Vita said to me, and she wrote on social media, she said, I've never been at a service where I laughed or I cried more. Yeah. And she said, I walked out of there feeling like I knew Jake and I wish I knew him more. Because she said, what an amazing kid. But I'll share this with you, Dave, and then however you want it, whatever you want to do. So the next day I called home, uh, Monday. Fuck, God feels like, God damn, right? Yesterday. Yeah. So I called the house and I talked to Cade, the older of the two, and I said, how you doing? He goes, you know, I'm really upset. Because Josh and Jake, in limited dealings with my sons, were incredibly great to them. And Cade and Jack just think they're the two fucking coolest guys on the planet. And I said, yeah, what's going on? He said, uh, he said, I'm really sorry. He said, Jake was really nice to me, and I'm, I wish I'd spent more time with him. And he said, that video at the end made me cry. And I said, yeah, because Dave, come on. You're his guy. Yeah. He loves Rita, the whole thing. And I said to him, I go, uh, and they had said to me, when their nanny died, I've told this story on the show, uh, her sister got up and did a great job. Her brother gets up, does a great job. I get up and just start crying. Yeah. And like, so last week, uh, they go, hey, uh, you going to speak at the funeral? My son, Jack. I go, yeah, you know, Dave asked me to. Uh, you're going to start crying. I go, what? He goes, he goes, you, cr-. he goes, you can't even talk at Allie's speech. And, and you were much closer with Jake. You're going to cry in front of all those people. And I, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like being challenged. So I didn't look at those two guys during the whole speech. So I said to Kate, I go, how was, you know, I go, what'd you think of the speech? He goes, you know, dad, you did a really good job. You did great. Well, no, this is, this yeah, is not, but, okay. this is about, hang on. Got it. So I said, well, thanks, Kate. I, I appreciate that. So I'm talking to Jack and I go, what'd you think of the memorial? He goes, man, that was, that was a lot of people. I go, yeah, that was pretty cool. huh?" I go, what'd you think of the speech? You know, you did okay. <laughs> Fucking kids. And I go, but Dave, yeah. he's the younger one. Yeah. The older a, one. Listen, dude, yeah. the parallels between You're these right. guys, this was not, you don't get a eulogy. You just want to get through it yeah. without crying. The older one, Cade and Josh, are always looking out for their mom. They're yeah. always looking out for their dad. They carry the burden of the world. The younger one, Jake and Jack, uh, are the guys that are, yeah, you know, you did okay. Yeah. Which is exactly what Jake would have said to you. Dude, you know what Jake did on my dad's when I had to get up and speak for my dad, which I thought was going to be the worst thing ever? Yeah. I've never done anything like that. I can't believe I've done two in two years. I mean, two, two in, in one a year. year. Sorry, in one year. Um, God dang, that's fucking nuts. Is um, right before I got up to talk, and I tell you, I'm sitting front row at my dad's funeral, uh-huh. and they bring out the casket, right? and they, they put the casket right in front of my mom, my sister, and I. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, and it's two inches from me, and I, right. I, I start crying like crazy. Okay? Right. Now I know I have to speak within like the next three minutes. Right. And Jake leans over to Josh. 
bet you 10 bucks dad cries like a little bitch. And I'm like, I look over and she's like, that fucking guy to say I bet you 10 bucks dad cries like a little bitch? <laughs> like, who says that? Him. Yeah, motherfucker. Him. I can't tell you how many times JQ would do something and I would just yell out, where is this kid's parents? Like, I act like it wasn't mine. He did shit all the time. That was so fucking right. embarrassing. But for Jake, it was anything for a fucking laugh. Right. Man. Anytime. And I, didn't matter. He, he was my fucking kryptonite, that guy. I could not take him. And Dave, just, just a couple things. You get it. Nobody, like I've said a thousand times, and, and I, you know, you said this a couple of weeks ago, and you're so right. Pain is pain. There is no competition. Yeah. Um, but but what a what a father feels and what a mother feels and what a brother feels is unimaginable. I can't I can't imagine. And to think he went through it in such a short time frame. But there is such a void to me because what would often happen at like this time, when we're just sitting here and we're yeah. talking padres, he would just amble through here. Yeah. Like uh, oh hey, sorry. We didn't mean to be doing a show while you... Yeah, no yeah. shit. He'd just hang out. Usually had his shirt off. Oh, huge. A fucking idiot. <laughs> My abs are coming in. I'm like, no, they aren't. He'd always tell me every day. My yeah. abs are coming in. But he would be here. And knowing, like, he's not going to be here because he would always laugh. He'd hide... There's, like, one of those pillows that we have on the couch down here. And he would hide his face in the pillow. And it was great because we've talked about doing the show for an audience of one. And even though some nights I knew that they were listening and maybe they'd be listening in the gym or later on, yeah. a lot of times those two guys were my audience of one because I would see them the next day and they'd be like, uh, Josh especially, oh my God, when you're doing this shit last <laughs> night. Eddie, did you go, Eddie? Did you go pay goddamn respect to Dave's son? Yeah, we were winning. I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you. Um, but he would just sit here, Dave, and the void that we feel in it. But it was such a beautiful thing. But I felt like, you know, we have to you have to know to know who he was as a guy to appreciate the impact that he made on people. A guy, I mean, he yes, the same guy that was so candid and incredible at age 19 about his suicide attempt is the same guy that leans over to his brother and goes, you know, dad's going to fucking cry. Yeah, here, right? Like I a got bitch. 10 bucks. Like yeah. a bitch. Call me a little bitch inside. And you're, but fuck. dude, okay, but go back to that day. When you realize it, it immediately breaks the moment, right? Yeah, it, it is. Like you're I mean, like, that was, that, that he was immediately him. broke the moment. Yeah. Like he immediately, he yeah. had that ability, yeah. that uncanny ability to do it. And I just, I said this Sunday, Dave, and I want to say it here. I don't know anybody in my life that when they would say, I love you, where would it would, your body, it would like send a shiver. And that's yeah. not hyperbole. Yeah. And you were like, boy, I better earn this or this dude's going to whack a mole me. Yeah. And I just, I have one other Jake story that is so funny. He was so great. He was like, my favorite thing to do to him is Dave and Josh have an incredible relationship. But not only did Dave and Josh have an incredible relationship, Dave and Jake had an incredible relationship too. However, I would love acting, treating Jake as if he was the forgotten son yeah. and I had ridden in on the white horse <laughs> to save him. This is when we were doing the show at Bubba's Garage. Yeah. And, you know, Bub's another guy. 
that we did not mention that needs yeah. to be thanked. Because when Jake was struggling, Bub did a lot of things and wanted to help Jake too. And Bub, um, we did not mention you yet, but thank you, Bub, for everything you did for him because you were one of so many that wanted to help him. But Dave, help me out. It was like Christmas or something or Father's Day. And this picture that we love behind me, that's right behind me of, of the Alabama, where, where yeah. Jake's kind of right in the middle. Yeah, Alabama's playing LSU 2013. Okay, so you had just either gotten this picture for your birthday or something had happened, Father's Day or whatever. Yeah, I got to tell you, it was, we all three of us would say it was the greatest week we ever had. We go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to see Alabama LSU. We're on the field. No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. Which one are you looking at? Oh, 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 the one up here. Where I'll, I'll get to the other okay, picture. Yeah. But yeah, this I, picture I got this here. For, this one that just pointing out, I got it for Christmas last year. Okay. And it's uh, my son Josh, senior day against Auburn, and they're running out of the tunnel. Uh, his last time running out of the tunnel tunnel in Tuscaloosa against Auburn. Calvin Ridley standing right behind him. It's so crazy. Man. It's, 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 it's my It's my favorite picture because Josh is dead center. It looks like the picture was taken just for Josh. It's great. So Dave has the picture and we're talking about it. We're sitting in Bub's garage and it's such a, it's insane. But to me, cause I'm fucked up. <laughs> I immediately see it as an opening to say, you know, Jake, uh, I'd like to have a picture of you. I don't see you in this picture and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> and he goes, I would just like you to adopt me. I love you very much. <laughs> we were just, he was so funny about it. But Dave, please, because I, if you can tweet out the picture that is, to me personally, the funniest yeah. picture and the greatest picture, and I love it. And it, uh, you got it. You just have to understand the dynamic between the three Palais guys, which is so fantastic. As a father, you go, that's where I want to be with my sons. Because, yes, Dave, you may have been a friend and we tease you about being a wingman, but you know they love you and they look up to you and they want to. I thought Josh summed it up perfectly when he said, Jake always wanted you to be proud, yeah. and I know you were. But there's so much humor between the three of them, and there's one picture in particular that is so fucking funny, and if you would just tell this story and if you can. Yeah, I, I don't I'll, know if you have the ability to tweet it out I'll, later. I'll see if I can get it out later on. But it's uh, again, it's 2013. We go back to see Alabama LSU. And we said, we're going to make this big trip back there. At the time, when you look back at the game, Jeff, it's nuts to think that almost 90% of the starters in this game are in the NFL. Right. And um, it's Josh and I on the field. We asked Jake to get in the fucking picture. He's like, enough of these fucking pictures. We've been taking pictures for eight hours. We're there all day. <laughs> Typically. Yeah, it complains. Jake can't take one more fucking picture. This is where we get mad at Jake. Right. And then Jake w walks off. Well, I have no idea, Jake, you know, where he goes. I don't give right. a shit. I'm, so I'm going to get a picture on the field. So Josh and I take a picture that ends up being my favorite Josh awesome. and dad picture. Dude, like two years later, someone pointed out, look up 20 rows. There's only one person sitting in the stands, 20 rows away, and it's fucking Jake, like right right behind us. Yeah, and, and, and it the, looks like you guys just said, hey, we'll be right back. Yeah. We're going to run down and take a picture. Yeah, like we And he's the forgotten son. It is the funniest fucking picture ever because right. there's three people in this picture and one guy's 20, or 20 right. rows back in the stadium. Like we just, you're right, like we dumped him off. And he, being who he was. Dick played it up like crazy. Played it up like they, every time the story got worse. Yeah. I went for a second to do this, and I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating the story, but it was yeah. basically, you know, I went to the bathroom, and next thing I know, they're on the field, 
and I wasn't invited. And look at these two guys, best of buds. And oh, look who's left up here. Jake with my braces, you know, and oh my God, Dave, it was so, and I just, I, he was so funny. Like they're like, it's, he lived such an incredible life. That's why we said on Sunday night, Dave, it, it feels like it has grabbed me by the throat in this week for you, for Rita, for Josh. It doesn't end with this show tonight. We yeah. will be back doing the Dave and Jeff We're show. We're going to do the Dave and Jeff show. I don't want to do this show. Correct. Uh, we can't. Again. It's no. just too draining. It's too hard. But Jake's legacy doesn't end when the closing music yeah. plays. And so the one thing that I I hated the sound of the Dave and Jeff charities. I swear I've said it a million times. It felt like a glee club. It yeah. just felt stupid and it didn't feel like us. And so... With Jake's passing and you had enough things to worry about, I just said, you know, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out because he was committed to doing things to help. He would have loved being part of the Little League project and other things that we had planned. And so I'm just thinking, JP, you know, Jake Pallet, I want to do something cool. And then it just very simply fell in our lap that we're going to change everything to Jake's project. I love it. Um, what that will allow us to do is put a JP on projects that we do. And you know what I'd like to do, and this is kind of, don't forget you have a Costa story to tell. Yeah, I got more. But um, Mike's a big Disneyland guy. Yeah. And one of the things that I always thought was cool, and, and I've been to Disneyland, but I love that Mike does it, is that at the different, Mike will tell you, for people that really know Disneyland, is there's a bunch of different places you go throughout Disneyland where there's hidden mouse ears. Right? And it's kind of yeah. a fun game. And as we do these projects, Dave, I'm going to steal that idea. I want to put a bunch of different that's JPs cool. around it. I want to do something that's fun. I want to do something that pays tribute to him. I want to do something that makes the family incredibly proud of this young guy because we all should be that knew him and loved him and knew that he loved us back. Um, because he, he, Jake, Traveled a bumpy road. You know that. Anybody who's heard this knows it. But God damn, I don't know anybody in 19 years. He had just turned 20. To me, he's 19. Um, That had a positive, mature, you know, David, age 20. Yeah. I want to fuck my girlfriend, Laura, and get Bartles and James. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> That's it. I didn't know shit. I didn't live. And I said this to him on the 15th. I go, dude, you've lived so much of a fucking life already but I said, the hard work's done, Jake. Now it's going to be fun. Now you're going to see people and you're going to help people. We're going to do that through Jake's projects. I know a bunch of you have stepped up and say, I want to help. Let me, let me walk you through the process. When Dave and I, as a show, we're going to do a 501, you know, 3C, it's very difficult to get that tax-exempt license because we're just a podcast. And you have to fill out form after form. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You're this podcast. What are you doing? Well, we want to support this and this. and Okay, well, hang on. What? Yeah. You know, because they want to go, are you going to raise all this money and be fucking Duncan Hunter and just steal it? <laughs> um, now, tragically, with Jake's passing, we can set up Jake's projects as a 5013C, and the money can come in for Jake's projects. Perfect. Understand, it doesn't happen overnight. So if you want to help immediately, like I said, um, go help out at the Humane Society. Right. Call. This would be the one. If you want to do something tonight, call your mom and dad. 
or call your son or daughter and remind them that you love them. Take them for lunch. Go for do whatever. Sponsor a little league team. If you don't have the ability to write the check, ask your boss to write a check. And in the memo line, write Jake Palais or Jake's That's Projects, awesome. whatever you want to do. Make a fucking difference, okay? Don't sit there and sit there and go, oh, I've done this or that. Go out and do something because uh, as we said on January 1st when Dave's father, Lou, left us when the divorce happened, Dave and I had an opportunity to either sit back and feel sorry for ourselves and get out or try to make a difference. This has been, as I said on Sunday, it's like a book where you had drama and you had laughter and you had tears, but unfortunately there was a twist that nobody in that room and especially Jake was expecting. And now it's up to all of us to figure out how we move the train forward and find your way to do that. And believe me, Dave and Rita, it has grabbed me by the throat because of what that kid meant to me. We will get this thing established and we will do it the right way um, I love the people that have said we're going to be part of the advisory board. Brian Curry's there for me. Suda awesome. Vincent's there. Katie Temple's there. Scott Yaffe said I'm your PR guy. Done. Cool. Done tonight. Ernie Martinez. Can I please just mention one guy? Yeah. Brian Wilson, Yeah. who was there at 1360 and has done so much for us, goes back with us to KFMB. Um, all of those guys were just like, I'm in. And Dave, they're all going to be there, part of Jake's projects. Yeah. Ryan Barkley, all those guys were going to do it right, but just give me a little bit of time. Uh, Dave, what I said to you, and I've said it on Sunday, Dave and his family need to lay down for a little bit and rest before we all worry about getting them back up on their feet. When the time's right, we'll get them up on their feet. We'll get this thing rolling, but uh, but give them a little chance to try to, as a family, because you guys have not had a minute alone to kind of grieve and figure it all out. No, we haven't. I... I can't thank you guys enough. Um, you want to tell the cost of story? I will. I've been told that after after we we, we go through the guys real quick okay. that I'll thank. But there there are a couple things I, I want to mention um, that are important to me. It's funny you look through a million pictures and you go and all right. I don't know how often you're looking at pictures of your kids because they keep coming, and you a lot of times you don't organize them. Unfortunately, we're in a rush to sit there and find pictures for for Jake. And you start looking through different ones. I, I posted one yesterday on my Facebook. Mm. I invite anyone now to obviously follow my Facebook. There's Sunday's services on my Facebook. If if you watch and you take time, Bill Johnson sent me a lot, nice note so right great. before we came on there. said that he wasn't there, but he was able to watch it. Um, I know it's not the most exciting thing. It just means something to me. Obviously, Jake's the most important thing in my life. The fact that someone would take time. Josh was to, great. To, Dave to, was great. To look at it. Yeah, Dave and Josh was, are great. Was great, but there are a couple pictures in there that stand out in my son's life that I'll remember forever. Um, it was weird. I got two of them, Jeff, from the same lady that is is great. Don't see her very often. I mean, I don't see her very often. I mean, I'm talking years, mm-hmm. and she lives probably a mile away. And I coached her son for a little bit, who's now just a student but a great kid. There's one that it, you'll see. It's I think it's the one on the cover of the program. It's one where Jake's just standing there, and the, and the picture you can't see it, but Jake's holding another teammate's jersey and he's the jersey he's holding is a kid that had cancer that was a oh, star athlete wow. remember you met this kid dean claser he came, yes. came into our studio yes he was a top athlete in san diego football nice player kid. player and baseball player he came in he was fighting cancer and jake took that picture as how proud he was to take his jersey with him to the usa championships because dean was too sick to come with us oh wow so you don't see that in the picture she's holding that picture it's an outstanding picture i love it but in that same group of pictures she sent me there's one where our team wins and our team won a lot jake comes over and he gives me this big giant hug 
and he's holding me. And if you ever got a hug from Jake, not only is he big as hell with his huge shoulders, but he would lock his hands behind your back and he would just squeeze you. (laughs) And it's just an incredible picture. It's on my phone. It'll be there. It's funny because Jeff laughed because Jake used to tease me all the time that Josh was on my telephone and yeah. go, you know, I'm, and just, Jeff, I'm, I'm never on the fucking phone. I'd always say, I'll put you on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, Jake, the reason Josh is on the phone is because he's in Alabama and you're here. I go, well, as a dad, you put the one on that you never see. And I said, so I don't think, great. I don't think I ever changed this picture, but it's exactly the picture of how I remember my son of him hugging me and, and squeezing me. And it's, uh, it, it's absolutely outstanding. But there, there's one, when you think of the 20 years, mm-hmm. And I sit there and I go through the, the, the 20 years of, it's not just the end, it's everything. You know, as I say, you can lose a game in the first inning, you can lose a game in the ninth inning. There's a picture, he's in second grade, I'm dropping off at preschool, and we always had this game, and I know you probably have these games with yep. your kids too. You know, how much how much do I love you? And he would put his arms up there and go, this much. Mm-hmm. And his arms are up in there as big as can be, and I go, how much do you love me? And he's this much. And it's a picture he that you know obviously his preschool teacher helped him out with, but he she took the picture, I took the picture, and she wrote about around it about uh, a message on how much you know he loves me and it, it means isn't it the one me. Dave that we used for the tweet last it's the week? The one you used. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I can't tell you what it says around it because Father's I can't Day. focus. It's a Father's Day two thousand one. Yeah, and that's one of those. Uh, those three pictures mean the world to me. Um, you know, just just uh, an incredible time. I appreciate people taking time to hear my story, hear my son's story. My wife's uh, people that she works with, my wife's very private because of what she does for a living, but the people that work with her have been outstanding to the point where I'm like, who the fuck's running the school district? You know, why is everyone in our house? You know, don't you guys have to work? Nobody left. Nobody yeah. ever left. Everybody always, always filled this house. Um, Alan Horton, who has been with us since we started the show, and Alan Horton was the one who had dreams big enough to say, guys, I'm going to pursue a play-by-play career, and we couldn't be more proud of him. As everybody knows, he's the voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Over a week ago, he got me a ticket to be his stats guy, sitting courtside at the Lakers-Wolves game tomorrow night. Yep. And Jeff did it for the Clippers yesterday, and and, and uh, I got the Lakers tomorrow. Alan, right away, I didn't even have to ask. He completely flipped it over to Josh's name. Yep. Josh is having such a hard time without his brother. And Alan went and changed it in his name, and Josh loves the Lakers, never misses a game. And the fact that Josh would be sitting there courtside with Alan, one of the guys I love to death, and called me, of course, that LeBron, when he smacks his hands together with that powder, is going to be right in front of Josh's face, is going to be incredible. And I can't thank Alan enough for his, having as big of a heart as he did to not even think twice to go, of course, it's going into Josh's name. Yeah. Because I was with people them. forget about the brothers. They forget I, about the kids. They think about the parents. But the siblings are, are right. a different level. You know, my son, uh, Jack, when the one who told me I was okay. <laughs> David was the first thing he said on uh, whatever day that was, the 31st. And he said to me, he said, how's Josh? And I said, I appreciate you asking. And I said, it's tough. Because I said, yeah, people ask about Dave, and they ask about Rita. And he said, yeah, brothers love brothers. Yeah. And for a kid 10 like that. But you know, the craziest thing, bring it up, Jack, is if you listen to this show on Monday night, the last show that we did, I said yeah. how October 30th I felt terrible. had always been the worst day in my life. October 30th had always been the worst day because it was the day in 2007 that a doctor said to me, um, Baby B, which is Jack, the younger one, may not make it through the night, and their mom may not make it through the night. And I said, 
that on the Friday night, which was the same night that Jake was in here having his trouble, the parallels of these stories, they freak me out. Yeah. When Jake was struggling is when Jack and I were together and Jack said to me, you know I made it, right? Like, you're aware I lived. And if you listen to the show on the Monday night, I talked about the fact that the next day was no longer going to be the worst day of my life. And I said we were changing it to Jack Appreciation Day. Um, But I was supposed to be in Orange County. Um, And it was very funny. I rarely listen back to the podcast. But for whatever reason, I had that one on the next day driving to work. And I listened to it and I said, what I'm scheduled to do tonight in Orange County doesn't really matter. Like for what you and I were trying to do for this TV thing, which we'll eventually do. But I said, you know, today's fucking Jack Appreciation Day. And Dave, I was on the 805 and I was talking to Jack and I was saying, hey, I'm coming over. And he's like, what? I go, I'm coming over. It's Jack Appreciation Day. I'll go to Orange County on Thursday. He goes, great. And all of a sudden, I look down and Josh was on my phone. And I cut over to Josh. And he said, Jeff, Jake just died. And Dave, I cried from Balboa until uh, pretty much the 125. And I got here. And I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Because even though we're family, um, you never want to be a burden to people. And you just, Dave mentioned it. By the time I got here, there were fire trucks out front. There were police cars out front. And I just sat across on the curb over there and just tried to figure out what the fuck was going on. What I did was I stared at Jake's window. Jake's bedroom window was right up here. Yeah. And I could see that light was on. And I watched two detectives walk in. And I could see that detective. I could see the silhouette of the detective. And as I sat there and looked at what was going on, Dave, I thought back on how many nights at the end of this podcast we would be out front, we would be bullshitting, and the entire block would reek of weed. (laughs) And Hugh and I would be like, this fucking guy. And uh, I mean, like, God damn, like Cheech and Chong levels of weed, right? And I just sat there, Dave, and I, I, I just, all that shit, I just loved all of it because he was such his own fucking guy. And yeah. I just, he was just great. Yeah, I got to clear the air on this one because I'll tell you, as a dad, I'm, I'm very much, it's either, it's either white or it's black. There's no gray. So yeah. I'm always like, you're always going to do the right thing. Well, I learned I'm going to pick my battles with Jake through right. everything. Where I told my wife, once that the law changed, I right. said to her in the last year, look, fuck, the kid doesn't ever drink a beer. He right. hates the taste of alcohol. Yeah. He's not doing the drugs anymore. We check He's everything. Home. He's safe. He's home all the time. I go, fuck. I go, if he smokes weed before he goes to sleep, because in a year, it's going to be legal. Right. I go, fuck it. I'm going to let it Here's go. Here's a shit. But Jeff is 100% right. We'd walk out, and that fucking guy would be on the, just walked off the balcony after smoking, and it smelled like fucking Cheech and Chung were out there. And we were like, God damn. <laughs> We're just dying laughing. But Dave, I, and it's a week ago tonight. Like it's, we were here a week ago tonight. And I just sat on that curb and I didn't know what to do. I just, Dave, it's just like, you just such an empty feeling. Yeah. And uh, I'll just say this, man. I just, we went upstairs 
And for this year, because your family has meant so much to me, and I'm so incredibly grateful to them as they've always been. When I was broken, you guys took me in. And Rita was just bones. Yeah. And you go, fuck, I was here last night. I was here 24 hours ago. I was laughing with her in the garage, and you see everything change. And I knew this show, and I knew this audience. We would find a way to get Dave through, which would trickle down to getting Josh through. And I just sat there. Um, with all love and respect to her family who was here and was great. I was just like, God damn, man, I, I don't, you don't have an answer. No. But Dave, I watched, um, you know, as your family went in and said goodbye to Jake. Um, and I just went in the doorway and just paid my respects to my friend. Um, crossed myself, even though I don't know that I've ever done that in my life. But I did it for him. And I did it for Rita and for you. But I heard you say to him, this was not the way it was supposed to end. Yeah. And you just go, fuck me, man. Fuck me. So here we are again. Yeah. And so. It was crazy, dude. I put my knees on the ground and put my head next to his head. And, right. And I just whispered in his ear. Same, exactly. I don't know you guys could hear me, but man, I just cried. Right. I can't believe it. And so we will, again, um, Thursday morning, uh, like 36 hours, I'll be on a flight to Toronto. Yeah. So I'm going to Toronto from Thursday until Monday. I'm off on Tuesday. So we'll be back here in a week. Yeah. What that will do is it allow Dave a little time to process everything and get it together because it's been so fast forward. Everything's been on fast forward for seven days. Shit, someone told me, go, you know, your birthday is next week. I was like, fuck, I didn't even think about right. that. It's so not important. Right. Everything changes. Uh, and just one brief thing, Dave, before you do that. For all of you that subscribed and are getting this show on Patreon, you guys jumped in in October. Dave and I will be the first ones to tell you that we were we felt like we had been very clear in saying, hey, we're going to start in November. And then all of a sudden, I think like 15 of you signed up in October. And I know it's five bucks. Who gives a shit? Dave and I, as much as we dick around, we actually do have a soul. <laughs> And Dave and I sat here. I'm like, what the fuck do we do, Dave? We got 60 bucks. We felt like little kids that, that stole money. I don't I don't know what that is right now. I really don't. Alan Taylor, I've got 200 tailor-made pool shirts with the Dave and Jeff logo on the back, and I'd love all of you to have one if you want one. Um, but I don't know. But for all of you that did and all the people today as I was getting emails that hey, this guy signed up and that guy signed up and everything else, um, thank you. I, I don't know how else to say it is just thank you for supporting this show. Um, I don't know that we're ever going back to iTunes. I don't know that we're ever going back to SoundCloud. I don't know because I'll tell you what to do all that right now. Dave can load this show up and it will be there and then he's done. And I don't really feel like telling Dave, Hey, can you stay out here for another half hour and load it up to the website and everything else? I don't know. I mean, we're kind of proud of the new website. We are so, very proud of the website. So uh, we don't really know right now. But for the Patreon people, um, thank you very much. For supporting the show, absolutely. And thank you for today not saying something like, oh, I can't believe I have to pay for that show or anything else. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why we are here tonight, and Dave, I'm glad you did. I thought you did fucking great, um, was because to give Dave a chance to tell his story in this setting, and also for the Patreon people, because yeah. Dave and I have been thinking about all of you and felt like, well, shit, if we don't, if we got to do a show, Dave, like I know it's five bucks. I know some of you are like 10 bucks. We spend 
More on that at lunch at Jersey Mike's. I get all that, but um, but just you guys have been great. This audience, Gavin yeah. and Alan no, Cesar, the audience has been insane, and Padre Geekster and everyone. Send me of a you. car to my house. Geekster did. Yep, isn't she great? And and just everybody. And I'll just tell you this: when I called Lisa Ann last Tuesday, she said to me because some fuck nut started judging me for putting a picture of my kids with Lisa Ann up. And I said, Are you hey, joking? No, some fucking Jesus. guy, Tim, some dipshit. And I said, hey, fuckhead, we're raising $3,000 for suicide awareness right there. She drove down. What the fuck did you do today? You didn't do shit. So go fuck yourself and fuck your high horse, Tim, you dick. Fuck that guy today, too. I'm shocked he didn't come off his fucking high horse and act like he was... Somebody all sympathetic. He can go fuck his own fist. I got no time for that dick. Fuck you judging anything we're doing or judging my friend. By the way, she's our fucking friend. Yeah. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Because she's much better looking than you, you fucking tool. So last Tuesday night, I call her. And I go, uh, I share with her the story. And she I just want to let point out, that was the greatest transition I've ever heard in my life. Right you. there. Thank you. She said to me, she goes, Jeff, I was going to call him the next day and take him on the road. Now, I know I'm going to get hit by lightning because I've told this story 25 I times. I love it because Jake's timing's always fucking His, sucked. Your timing sucked. <laughs> you were going to New York with Lisa Ann, you little shit. And uh, she was taking him to New York. Yeah. Now, I know that Tim would be like, well, that's really good parenting. Fucking asshole. <laughs> but that's who she is as our friend who was concerned about her friend Jake and said, I'm going to take you to New York. That's the story that hasn't been told. That's somebody that cares about this show, cares about all of you, cares about my friend Katie Mosier, and cared about my friend Jake Pallet. She said, I'm going to take a kid. I'm going to pay his tab. I'm going to take him to New York, and I'm going to show him fun. He Can you imagine? And, he, and here's the other thing that I want it very clear about Jake. He would have reminded me, his dad, and his brother every fucking day for the rest of our three lives that he did that yeah, trip. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. As and I, it would have sucked. It would have, it would have sucked every time. <laughs> I was winning the game with the signed card and the book perfume. that smelled like perfume, and he'd have blown me out of the fucking water. Well, that's a nice book. You understand? I was in New York with her. Fuck, and I'm incredibly sad. For all of us, and really him, and for Lisa, yeah. that those stories aren't going to be told. There you go. All right. I want to. I want to. There are three things I'm going to tell you after these these spots. All right. So all I right. really want people to stay around after these spots because. Oh, there's a great one coming. I'm going to tell you one. I'm going to tell you uh, my favorite joke that Jake had. Okay. I'm okay. pleased to stay around for that. Two is I'm going to tell you what we're doing with Jake's remains. And three, I'm going to tell you a story about a guy that I know you won't be surprised about because he lived up to his exact name. All right, I want to thank Brian Curry. Obviously, Brian's not just a sponsor, but Brian's such a friend. He's so fantastic. I told you before that just, just the hugs coming back, and he told me to wear a Dodger jersey just for me and Jake was outstanding selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years not only a guy that knows what he's doing obviously a guy with a big heart that cares about families there's no one to call in San Diego when it comes to real estate than Brian Curry make sure you give Brian Curry a call 
Again, Brian will be a friend forever. He sure is. He sat with my family because he came down and he said, hey, uh, can I sit with you? I said, yeah, absolutely. He sent me a text message today that he was chatting with my son Jack at the service. And he said my son Jack gave him the entire breakdown on what it would take for the Boston Celtics to get Jimmy Butler in the trade. <laughs> and I... Uh, I said, well, I'm really glad that my son was focusing on trading my favorite player uh, to a team, uh, the Boston Celtics. But you're right, Dave. Uh, When I talked about developing Jake's projects, the first guy I thought of was Brian. And he was a guy that immediately jumped right in. And that's what I'm talking about. With every turmoil in the market, yes. But you need somebody that you can count on that's not just in it for a commission check, that's in it and is going to be there for the whole run. And that is Brian Curry. Couldn't be more proud to be his friend. Absolutely. Another one, Daniel Tyler, Superior Fins Company. Daniel Tyler started in 2005, 13 years in the business. Daniel's number and the people at Superior Fins Company at 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. The website is com. Don't forget, any kind of fence, you name it. He tells you every job is an easy job. Can't thank him enough, again, for supporting us in this situation. Again, free estimates. You name the job, he will come make it easy for you. Don't forget to give the guys at Spear Fence Company a call. Yep. I loved what he told me the other day. I had a long talk with him. He said, Jeff, the company's Superior Fence. But he said, I put San Diego on the website because he said that way when you go on Google, you type in San Diego Fence, I'm the first guy. Smart guy. And I said, I'm sitting on the phone. I'm tapping my own head because you're thinking. (laughs) Uh, Here's why I love Dan Tyler. Dan Tyler called me like so many did and said, what can I do to help? And I said, you know, we're developing Jake's projects. He said, Jeff, I'll be there. He goes, whether it's a fence or anything else you need, we're going to be part of it. Uh, again, during the next show, we'll tell you everything they do and how great the fences look because they do, and it makes a difference. Every one of these guys last week, when this show and this inner circle was broken, stepped up to help put it back together. Brian Curry did it, Dan Tyler did it, and you'll hear more about Dan Tyler and the role that he played at the service to give Dave and I a much-needed laugh. Uh, I'll let you know more about Dan Tyler, but but... Superior Fence is the company. San Diego Superior Fence. SDSuperiorFence.com is the website. And uh, he will be a huge part of Jake's projects. And uh, another guy just very, very thrilled that he's part of the family. Absolutely. Speaking of family, Alan Taylor, another one of those guys. Taylor-made pools. What are you waiting for? Waiting for that perfect pool. Don't forget to give Alan Taylor and the guys at Taylor-made pools a call today at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. 20 years in San Diego. Taylor made pools will do the exact pool of your dreams. What are you waiting for? Only one person to call. I can't tell you how many messages I've received over the last month, and it's just real easy because it doesn't want to bother me, and it just says we love you guys. Yeah. Nonstop. Him and Amy couldn't be more supportive of what's going on. All these guys are just great guys. Top to bottom, you know they're going to take care of the business that you need them to take care of, but don't forget to give the guys at TaylorMade Pools an idea of what you're thinking, and I guarantee you he has a better idea of what you have in your head and will make that perfect pool come to life. Yeah, I uh, uh, the show tonight has been about Jake and about Dave's family, but again, at some point this year I will be single. And The one thing I've said to Alan is, look, I need a pool that Jeannie Pepper is going to want to hang out at. <laughs> Alan said, I got you covered. So I'm looking forward to that. Pictures to follow. 
Uh, the other cool thing, though, is when we did our event on August the 1st, TaylorMade Pools, Alan and Amy did some really cool shirts. And there was so much going on during that night and trying to keep it all together that I never really got a chance to see the shirts up close. Well, Sean Walchef at, at Cali Comfort somehow ended up with a huge box of them. And the other night we were there and he said, hey, Jeff, I got something for you. Come here. And I go and it's the box of tailor-made pool shirts that on the back say proud sponsor of the Dave and Jeff show. I am telling you, they are outstanding. They are so cool. Really cool. And we've got them in Padre Brown and then we've got them in tan. And this show tonight is for the Patreon people. It really is for the Patreon. I don't know if I got to drive to fucking Plaza Bonita, Dave. <laughs> And just sit in a lawn chair with a book and just all of you guys drive by and just pick up your shirt. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out. But I love it. And I love Alan and I love Amy because when I walked in, both of them were two of the first people I saw on Sunday night. I knew they'd be there. Dan Tyler was there. Brian Curry was there. Uh, like they've always been for us. Every step of the way they've been there for us. We can never repay what they've meant to us. And uh, tailor-made pools will treat you right. Like I said, it's not a partnership. It's a family, and I'm very proud of our family. Absolutely. Also, uh, a special shout-out to uh, Ryan Barkley. I know Ryan oh, right man. now is struggling big time. i tell you what kind of guy Ryan is and what he went through last Tuesday, of course. You and I uh, went through this uh, together. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan was walking into Disneyland with his two little kids and his yep. wife on one of his rare days off, and then gets the phone call what happened to jake completely turn around right out of disneyland right back to san diego probably yeah. cost him a ton um barkley landscape look if you're sitting there you're getting your, your house done you're getting your, you know something done for your mom and your dad and you say look we're gonna fix up the front and backyard barkley landscape's the way to go make sure you give ryan a call help him out really a good guy supported my son gave him a chance 619-669-8000 well i'll tell you what every one of those guys uh what it means is relationships count and when you're Absolutely. in a business partnership you want to know that somebody's not just coming in to cash your check it's a relationship it'll be a relationship for life and we will have that friendship with life for every one of those and uh ryan barkley you're an incredible guy it was a very tough night to send those messages to all those guys uh but like i said dave to a man each one of them stepped up was there for us when we needed them and we're incredibly grateful absolutely okay so here's the deal i got three th th three things left all right? all right one thing is people a lot of people said to me especially the kids that either jake played with or, or he coached said i want to put something in the coffin i got that a lot i want to mm. put it, my jersey in i want to put something that reminds me of my relationship with jake and i want to share something with jake i want to put it in the coffin here's the deal and i've never done this before with a family member we didn't put Jake in a coffin. We, we're cremating Jake, okay? Okay. And the reason we're doing that is you don't prepare for a kid anyway to think. Or I always think if you think about that, I know you should probably buy insurance for your kid and all that, but I've always been one of those. Why would I do that? Right. I, I don't want to jinx that. No. I don't want to do that. So I told my wife, I said, look, the, op the chances are that you and I finish our last days in, in San Diego and California. Right. Because it's so expensive, aren't likely. You know, we love California more right. than anything else. But when my wife retires and it's all said and done, we're probably going to have to move somewhere like so many other people somewhere else. Well, I know the one thing you guys have always talked about doing is opening up the Evil Knievel Museum in Butte, Mon uh, Butte Montana. That's where we're going. We're and going if, to Montana. And if Jake's here, it's very, very tough to pay tribute <laughs> to Evil in Butte. <laughs> So we decided to cremate Jake, and, and the deal is I just don't want him in some cemetery around a bunch no. of people that he never knew, and no one would ever come visit his gravesite. 
And so we had to make a quick decision, and we decided to cremate Jake. As of right now, Jake's going to be probably right here. He's going to be right here I between. Right the, I want him right in the middle of the fucking table. <laughs> right in the middle of the fucking table. Can, can uh, we put him uh, here? Dude, I mean, he'll ab- be in the garage, right? Ab- absolutely. And that that's as of right now. I want him I'm, here. And who knows, in the future, maybe down the line when my wife and I, you know, are, are getting old and we make our final will out, maybe we buy a third, you know, plot and Jake's right next to us. I don't know. Sure. But as of as of right now, Jake's gonna be uh, Jake's gonna be cremated. He's gonna be right here in the studio. And um, don't tell me, don't send me notes saying it's bad luck to have ashes in your house. Look, at, bullshit. That's, that's, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's hey, Dave. Way. Hey, you know what? Fuck nut. You think Dave and I could have any worse luck than we've had in twenty eighteen? No Holy shit! I might break a couple mirrors tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you think Jake had any worse luck? He was going to New York the next day with Lisa Ann. Yeah. How about you keep your fucking superstitions to yourself, okay? I want I want him here because I can still do the show for him. Perfect. That's absolutely great. So here we go. I'm going to tell his last joke. Then Jeff and I have a story to, to share that just is so typical. Perfect way to wrap it up. Okay. So Jake, again, wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And I know my delivery is not going to be as good as what Jake's was because he was like Jeff. He had, he had the ability to make you laugh right at the right time. But if you listen to us talk about my wife, my wife was one that would have been over backwards. Her kids could never do anything wrong. She loved them more than anything, and she didn't understand always all the jokes. So one of Jake's jokes was, as much as my wife threatened Jake to kick him out, was my mom would get on me and say, that's it, Jake, I've had enough of you. So I want you to get your stuff, you get upstairs, and you get the hell out of my house. But before you leave the lasagna in the oven and the chicken cutlets on the stove, and give me your address because I'll pay your first month's rent. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll pay your phone bill just so you can always call and call me home. All right. Love you. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. I mean, that was, that was it. He nailed my wife to 19. a T. And it was so fucking funny. And again, my delivery sucked. But the way he delivered that joke was one of my favorites. I meant to tell it on Sunday night. But boy, it really, it really cracked me up. Well, nobody paid to get in Sunday night. They paid for this one, yeah. so they earned it. I loved it, Dave. When you hear that joke and you realize that he wrote it at 19, and anybody who has had an, an Italian mother, or as I have seen, watch an Italian mother raise two kids, oh, my God, did he nail it spot on. It's funny. Nailed Too it funny. spot on. Too funny. All right, so I got to tell you, Jeff again did a great job getting so many people that I care about there and let them know what was going on because I was a horrible communicator. But all of a sudden, Jeff pulls me away from a group of people and I turn around and it's almost everyone that I love to death that I ever worked with. Right. And they're right in front of my face. I couldn't believe it. It was it was just amazing. It was like that radio reunion that we goof on all the time, but it was cool with people. talented people. <laughs> and everybody was there. And then everybody was there but one guy. Okay. Yep. And that one guy, of course, was Mike Costa. Yeah, this fucking guy. Because Mike Costa told us, told you, I got a show to do tomorrow. Everybody yeah. standing in front of me had a show to do tomorrow, too. The difference was they had to get up at 2 a.m. Right. Mike had to get up at 2 p.m. Laugh at Hartman. Yeah, and that fucking idiot ha- says, I got a show to do. Had a nerve to say in front of all those people, I had a show to do. Mike Lamar gets up like at 1.30 in the right. morning. Suda Vincent, yeah. 4, LaDonna, 2. Insane. Everybody up early. Yeah, everyone Stevie is a more, Woods. Yeah, everyone is Stevie Woods. Can't th- by the way, we should mention Stevie Moore. I'm glad we just mentioned Stevie Woods because I cannot tell you how much Stevie Woods means to me. I can't believe he's only been a friend for a short while. Right. Man, he's a brother to me. Right, hundred percent. I love that guy so much. I can't tell you, man. He will mean the world to me forever. I I couldn't agree more. You know, the one thing that we have done on this show so much 
is tease him because he's such. And you know what? Like, again, Jake's yeah. timing sucks because Jake died the day before uh, Steve dressed up as an avocado for <laughs> Halloween. And we don't get the uh, opportunity to address that. <laughs> and uh, Jake fucked that up for yeah, me. Jake fucked up a lot of things right there. Timing sucked. Right. Because he would have been on his way to New York and we would have been wide open to, yeah. to talk to Steve about his avocado Halloween costume. But, dude, that fucking guy, uh, again, Dave, uh, there's just a couple of guys. There were so many that stepped up. I already talked about Katie Temple. Darren Smith got to me immediately. Tony Jr. Darren Smith and I talked today. Yeah. Just Nick Canepa, Bill Center, you know, all of them. But, uh, but Jay Posner uh, was great. Jay Posner, yes. Bryce, as you talked about, all these guys. But Steve and... and uh, Scott Kaplan, you know, really over and over. Yeah. And it was funny, man. They, David was funny. They would check in and go, how you doing? I go, shit, man. He was my friend. Yeah. I go, but, but they were just, that's who people are. And the guys that you support on your local sports radio, believe me, whether you go, oh, they're crazy because they like proposition this or proposition that understand one thing. As there had been too many of in 2018, last week was an incredible, the hardest week of the year. Yeah. Uh, with all respect to Lou. Uh, love and respect for Lou. That was the hardest week of the year. And those fucking guys, every day of the week, were there for me, for Dave, for Rita, for Josh, uh, and for Jake. And it was sincere and it was heartfelt. And for anybody to question Scott's motives or anybody else, stop it. You don't know shit. You don't. I know your heart's in the right place. You don't know shit. Those guys are friends. They're family. Ali Ratzman, Alex Padilla, Dave. You want to know what fucked up this show? Yeah, well, you and I have to finish in the show in San Diego because everyone is so fucking nice. Right. There's no one to rip anymore. Right. Everybody, I don't think Coach reached out to me. Well, we, I, we, we might be able to go after Coach. Coach. <laughs> I don't know if I'd heard from Ben Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> two nicest guys. Uh, I can't do coaching. Love those guys. Uh, they're fucking great. And you know, Dave, it's just uh, people were so so good. But but yes, it was incredibly hard. And like I said, going out of town for a few days Thursday morning, so that when we come back here a week from tonight, there'll be a lot to talk about from Toronto yeah. and different shit going on. And what Dave said to me yesterday was, we have to do our show. We have to do our show. This is the show. Tonight was a good night. Um, I so hope- help me start the healing process good. again. Your wife looked great. I just, you probably can't tell, but there was about a 15 minute break in the show. And it's the first chance that I had to go in and just talk to Rita and talk to her about what Jake meant to me. And she looked great. You know, all things for what she's been through, but to be able to just say, Hey, this is my story with your son and to be able to thank her for what she's meant to me this year, because I haven't had the chance to tell her, uh, and just to tell her, you know, some of the stories like that Jake worked at forever 21 because Rita's not on social media (laughs) and, and she laughed, Dave, she laughed and we haven't seen that. It's good to hear. Uh, so we'll, you know, we're, we're committed. Like, um, we're going to look out for Josh. 
We're going to look out for Dave. We're going to look out for Rita. That's what we will do as a show. And with this audience, we'll ask you to do it. But, um, but yeah, don't, don't ever, the, the people that have stepped up and said things on social media, trust me, I know a lot of you have your heart in the right place, but so do they. Yeah. I can't thank the people enough. Um, of course, the names that were mentioned, of course, you guys know you are. There are names that I'm sure were not mentioned that I'll be kicking myself. There's so many people that aren't on the radio or on television right. that reached out to me that have followed this show forever that will always have a special place in my heart. I, I, I can't thank you. My worst times ever that these people stepped up for me means the world to me. I'll never forget it. And uh, I can't thank you enough for loving my family. Uh, Jake, I loved you very much. Love and you too, it was Jake. very hard for me to say that on Sunday night, Dave. I got choked up at the end because while I was able to look at you, because we've done this this year during very difficult times to be able to look across the table and talk to your best friend. Uh, when I looked at Rita, who I love like family, it hurt really, really bad. But like I said, Jake said he loved you and he felt like it meant it. And I would say it back to him. And every time I was like, God damn, I hope I did that good enough. <laughs> Um, Dave, your son was incredibly special to me and your family is incredibly special to me. And most importantly, Dave, not only are they very special to me, but they're very special to everybody who will listen to this show and understand that as you move forward, however you want to take it, days on, days off, Jake is never off limits, uh, whether you want to talk about him or think about him or whatever else, uh, he is family to everybody here and I think the nicest tribute that was paid to Jake by so many people were the people that walked out of that memorial Sunday night that said um, I didn't know Jake but after listening to Dave talk from the heart for 30 minutes about his son boy I sure feel like I do awesome. and I feel like I missed out on an incredibly young uh, incredible young man and I don't say this with anything but you know what everybody you're right and I'm sorry you didn't get to know him uh, on a certain level, but man, I sure, you know, I sure appreciate, uh, how many people paid attention to my friend because he was well worth the time that you invested in him. I can't thank you enough for, for making this, uh, this podcast are very special to me. Give me a chance to start the healing process. It means the world to me. And, uh, man, everybody knows right now, Jeff and I've been doing this for 20 years. Jake was born right at the beginning of the show, man. And, and, and Jeff, I love you. And, and your brother to me, and people say that all the time, but man, you, you showed up more this week than ever before. Thank we'll, you uh, very much. We'll, uh, we'll take a few days off and then, uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Thank you, everybody. Same my Sarah,
was wise when I meant to know. 